Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey man, it's Kevin Smith, the guy who feels... Everything he says is so important that he's got six podcasts to his name. And you're listening to Hey Fam, another podcast he's trying to get his elbow inside of. Man, spread his voice around like a virus. Hey Fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levin. My name is Angus Admin Truscott. And uh, my name is... Oh, I already said it. You Say it again. Pretend I said it with admin in there. One thing I want to get out of the way is Levens, and this is some house cleaning as per usual. Mm-hmm. Housekeeping. I always call it house cleaning. That's because your house is always clean. It's so spotless, isn't it? The dishwasher needs unpacking, which you can see from I here. wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm glad you did. I just want to say, where is all? Where is all the admins? Where is all admins and members? And if you're listening right now, drop a pic. Drop it right now. Drop it right now. I want to see what you're looking like. Um, so on the show tonight, it's time for us to talk about Wes Anderson, his life in review. We, as you know, we lost Wes Anderson earlier a couple hours ago, and so this is a reflection. In the, in the woods. In the woods. <laughs> in the big woods. Um, look, fam, listen up. Wherever you point at that camera, make sure it's smack bang in the center to anything you're filming and overlay some big old Futura bold font over the top of it because we are talking all things all Wes Anderson. Um, we just saw the movie Isle of Dogs. I do love dogs. Thank you. I know. <laughs> And, uh, Thank you. I was wondering if you I, I, I do love islands. <laughs> I am a fan of isles, British or otherwise. So um, Isle of Dogs is the latest one from Wes Anderson. It is, uh, would you call it animation? I would call it stop motion stop animation. Motion animation. I'd go as far to call it an animated feature film. Um, I'd go far as calling it Wes Anderson's second animated feature film. Okay, I'll allow this. Thank you. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. Um, but we are going to talk about we're it. We're also going to rank every movie that Wes Anderson has directed from worst to best. Yeah, which, and, which is going to be hilarious because I don't dislike any of his movies. Likewise, this is also I would like to say completing our um, directors who white male directors who made it big in the nineties and still have a career series. The trilogy we started it with Quentin Tarantino. We took things up a notch with two PTA, years later with, with Wes Anderson's older brother Paul Thomas. Yep. and now we're rounding it back up with the little baby bro himself, Wesley Anderson. <laughs> Wesley Snipes Anderson. I was going to say, that's a comedy sketch there, isn't it? Yeah, With, yeah. Like Wesley Snipes and Wes Anderson making a movie together. Making like a... Blade long, 3? Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, Blade that was four. a movie. Blade 4. Blade 4. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, shout outs to Ryan Reynolds and The Lion. And turn this down if there's youngsters in the car. Cock juggling thunder cunt. That's the line that he whips out in Blade 3. In, in regards to what? Just like the portrayal of 
Deadpool and Wolverine Origins was probably a uh, like a. Um... Wait, does he say it to Blade? No, he says it to someone that's torturing him. His team Blade. He's, he's saying, saying it to someone that's being a bit of a yeah. He calls guy. him a cock juggling thunder cunt. Okay, you can turn your um, cast areas back up now. Back up now, mum and dad. Uh, congratulations, you just heard the opening line of Deadpool two. <laughs> Fuck, are we going to see that? Yeah. For the okay, for the show, for sure. Well, I want to see it anyway. So we went and saw a premiere of um, Isle of Dogs tonight. I know, I know you love dogs. You've got to- <laughs> Isle, Isle of Dogs. Yeah, Isle of Dogs. Isle. I, well, it's like it's, it's set in a supermarket, like Isle of Dogs. It's very funny. It's really good. Um, and before the um, the movie started, we got treated to two two previews. The trailers, insane. The uh, I thought you retired, bitch of Jay Z's uh, Jay Z of directors Steven Soderbergh, who keeps retiring, coming back for one more album. M- made a horror movie shot on on iPhones. Yeah, same called, here. It's called insane. my um, it's called my Instagram stream. You idiots. It's fucking great stuff. <laughs> it's called my Insta stories, you dumb idiots. And then, like, the ultimate case of just not reading the room, they decided to put, like, this is on, like, you know, a fucking la-di-da, Wes Anderson uh, media premiere. Yeah. Um, we're so- all got three-piece suits on. Mm-hmm. We're all... Monocles we're all, yeah. on. Yeah. We're all, we're, we're all subscribers to the Beret New Yorker. slider all the way up. We did, yeah. We don't read the New Yorker. We subscribe to it, though. Yeah, and then it's we fine. then we uh, line our our imported uh, hamsters cages with with the with the newspaper. Yeah, um, but you know, so it's 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 as hoity toity as you get. Absolutely, and, it is. You know, yeah, Soderbergh's new one. It's a horror movie, but it's Soderbergh. I understand why you would choose that as a trailer to show before contemporaries. You might call them the second trailer they show is the sequel to Super Troopers. The which one that we've all I don't been even what the fuck is it even called? Super Troopers two. Look, Super Troopers. They call it Super Troopers or Tupa Troopers <laughs> or Banjo Tui, just Super Tui. Uh, that was funny. I think it was when that game came out, I thought it was called Banjo Toei, and Banjo is really horny. <laughs> um, I kind of want to see Super Troopers too. I don't think anyone else in the cinema with us tonight wanted to. You and I were laughing the most at it, but that was more <laughs> at the absurdity of the situation. Yeah, it's such a bad trailer. Yeah, it was like showing no shit. The um, the Justice League trailer where he goes yeah um before like the screening of um Infinity War like it was just the wrong crowd yeah totally it was pretty great uh, shout outs to the projectionist you know who you are the, the fucking oh, like, also shout outs to the cinema for liking a photo you and I took in there without even tagging it that's weird that maybe they listen maybe the cinema listens oh, yeah. to hey oh fan. they do I do know that actually all oh, right. eyes on me Tupac. <laughs> Um, so before we get into a movie that we saw, how about a movie that we saw a trailer for today too? Super Troopers. Uh, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I've got, actually just realized, yep, we we're just talking about trailers. We've already been doing the thing I just said. Super Solo. Super Solo, a trooper story. A trooper story. The, I'd say the last trailer before the for barrage the last, the last of TV Jedi. spots come out, um, for Solo came out today, um, giving us, you know. Our longest look yet at the second anthology Star Wars film. We know a small amount of potential plot points now. Yep, Han Solo. Uh, love him or leave him. He's he's the star of this movie. So if you don't like Han Solo, holy shit, have I got some bad news for you? Uh, looks like he's recruited to some kind of gang. Looks like there's some crimes. Looks like there's Woody some- Harrelson's up in the mix. Woody Harrelson's there as his character Tobias Beckett. I remembered from studying the the uh, the leaked figures uh, pictures of toys. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Amelia Clark's Kira. She's along for the ride. The big reveal of this trailer, though, is that Chewie gets a wife. Chewie gets it. Chewie get Chewie. This Chewy. is gonna make. Chewie's um, 69s with the Hulk in this trailer. This is going to make The Shape of Water look like child's play. <laughs> We're going to see Wookiee on Wookiee action. Chewie has a wife in it. Big old hugs. Um, that's cute. Chewie's always had a family in the expanded universe. I'm so. really worried about what's going to happen to her. Or I don't what, think anything. Or what choice he has to make to leave his family forever. It's a... Fast and the Furious, you know, if we look at the Fast and the Furious movies as the staple of cinema, and we do. Well, no, when, when I want to know, like, what family is... You ask me. I who turn- hasn't watched... You haven't watched Fast and Furious, so you ask me. No, I turn, I turn to the... Open to the dictionary, and the dictionary... So you, C, you've doctored my dictionary. And it says, Fast and Fu- C, Fast and Furious films one to eight. Yeah. And it's like, you just have to watch them. And I think maybe that's what Shui will find in this. Maybe family is bigger than blood. Maybe. Um... We got to see the most of Alden, what's his damn third Reich? No, what's his surname? Alden Ehrenhart. The guy who's playing Hans. There's a bug in here. It's like straight up, it's a a little gross cockroach just running up and down your wall. Look, man, I'm a Wally fan and this is, I'm kind of cosplaying as Wally right now and this is my friend. Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Damn it. This is cockroach. I just want to grow it with your fingers. They're clean. Cockroaches aren't clean. What you're saying is. Co- anti cockroach propaganda. I never kill them either. I throw them outside. That's why they keep it. coming back. No, it's not. When you have those little ones, that means that you've got an infestation somewhere. The big uh, ones. He's going to tell all his bros how big I am and then I threw them out. Wash your hands, Angus Truscott. It's clean as hell. Let's have a vote. <laughs> Fine, I'm going to wash my hands. Listen to this. Can all listeners of HeyFam let me know if I'm being a germaphobe? Listen to this. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for displaying basic hygiene. Wow, he's got, he's, he's got the uh, antiseptic wash going on. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds great. Thank you so much. Uh, wash I, my hands. I, I want you to wash your hands in the middle of every episode. I was trying to be now. hand solo. It's something but he wouldn't do. Imagine all the cockroaches that I haven't seen you touch that you've touched. Oh, while look, it's not like it. I have... Co- like, you're giving my house a bad name. My house is actually like spotless. And I, I said that at the beginning. I know. Well, I've, I've done the, the cockroach thing. People are confused. It was, all a, it was all an act. That's right. We're doing a bit then. Um... <laughs> But it's the most we've seen of Alden as Han, yep. uh, which is always going to be risky. I mean, Harrison Ford, for um, all intents and purposes, is Han Solo. So to see anyone else step in those shoes is—it's always going to be a bit jarring. I like that he, as far as we like, what we've seen so far, it doesn't look like he's trying to do a voice or be a character. Um, it, he, he, you know, he kind of looks. All the, all the visual cues are there, mm. and he just has to be like a confident, swaggery dude. And you know, what, like it, it's always risky when someone takes an iconic character. But you know what I point to. Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Different to Sir Alec Guinness's portrayal, mm-hmm. but beloved, both, both beloved them, by all fans. Beloved by all, perhaps more so uh, than Alec, Alec Guinness's. Because, yeah. I'm not saying that's going to be the case here by any means, but I'm also open. You know, people will interpret these characters, uh, different actors will, and that's a reality for, for, for here on out, considering Star Wars ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Seems to have a lo- uh, bunch of comedy chops in the trailer. Yeah. Some nice beats. So, th- yeah, I think it's going to be one of the more comedy heavy. It, it feels, it looks like a you know it's a romp yeah it looks great as well um, um the, and the, the music also is the least kind of um john Star williamsy Wars. we've ever heard yeah 
there's this kind of guitar like featuring guitars. heavily in the, uh, in the. I actually thought it was that that was going to be like a, a song that already exists, but no, no, it's they, a, they won't cool. do that. It's always going to be yeah. It's not a, a Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Though at one bo- point in the trailer, while they're all sitting around forming a gang, I was uh, looking forward to Lando doing the Will Smith and uh, what are we? Some kind of Suicide Squad. And, but then Ballroom Blitz starts playing. Ballroom Blitz. Yeah, I'm trying to. Who the the DP is the guy who did um. The director of photography did Arrival. Arrival, yeah. Look, I think it, it actually might look... I know this sounds way too early to start saying shit like this. Uh, Bradford Young. But it looks like the prettiest Star Wars movie. Great. He's, he's um, He has done a bunch of films that all look great. And, Arrival uh, is the top of um, that list. The fight choreographer is the same dude from all of Matthew Vaughan's films. Oh, really? So Kick-Ass and Kingsman. Okay. Well, I mean, there, there won't be Jedi in this. Yeah, so you you, know? there's got to be some Fist awesome fights. martial arts action. Yeah. Um, nice to see Hans Dice make an appearance on his little speeder that he's driving around. I didn't notice That's that. That's cool. How many um, times have you watched the trailer? Maybe like five. Okay. Five or six. I settled for one. Great little joke with Chewie, uh, his age being revealed, which has always been contested in canon. Like, we know he's old, but... 190? 190 that? at yeah. this point. Where he goes, you look good. It's like, I like that. I'm here for that. Do you need a scene in which... Um, uh, Han is taught how to speak Wookiee. No, he just always knows. Yeah, from, from I think that's fun. I like that. Yeah, okay. It's a device. But are they going to meet at some point? Are we going to get a scene where I think he doesn't gonna... understand him? From what I've uh, heard from some pals around the webs, uh, this this is the first Star Wars movie to kind of jump around in time. Right, I think it covers almost thirteen years of Han's life. Oh wow. So I think we'll see part without. How old is Han Solo in in Star? The New Wars? Hope. He's like thirty three, thirty four. Okay. And this is, I'd say, I think this ends 15 years before that, maybe. How the fuck is it going to cover 13? Well, you'd be a kid at the start, maybe. No, I think it's 10. But it's different actors? Isn't it just the one dude? It'll be the one dude. Maybe it only covers seven years, which is still a bunch of time. Yeah. I do more in some seven years than I have in (laughs) in 25 of the others, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know when it ends. I guess obviously like 10 or something. See, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to leave rooms for sequels because if this is a hit, then I'll make a solo series. Man. I, I, or I want a Lando movie. Yeah. I want with the Stephen same, Donald same Glover. cast and just call it Lando. Yeah. I want a Stephen Donald Glover written, directed Lando movie. Like I know it won't happen probably, but that would be amazing. Um, to do a quick little check in on Atlanta. Yeah, I'm not up to date. Okay, me neither. <laughs> no, you haven't watched it. I haven't watched so. one episode of season two. The new two, one, yeah. um, our boy Don Glove, the Don Lover, whatever. Um, don't get mad, Donald. <laughs> that was his Twitter username for a while. Yeah, I know. Don Lover. Um, but he's white face for this episode. So, a, a lot of football teams in Australia very upset, <laughs> saying, uh, hey, if he can do it. Yeah. It's, 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 a lot of mad Mondays around the world are taking a knee. Well, that's always like people always bring up like, oh, if mean girls can do it, yeah. why can't we? It's like, it doesn't really work like that. Ombre. Uh, but no, it, uh, from, from what I hear, it's great. I'm just doing anything I can in my spare time to play Far Cry 5. Yep, uh, including uh, coming home tonight from the movie, and we we'll, we'll, we should have recorded straight away, but we I think it was like an hour and a half of of, of us just <laughs> dicking around in that open world. You were um having uh, sorting out some tech issues as well. Yeah, I was, which is fun. Um, Han Solo month, almost a month now. It's exciting. That's crazy. It is. Crazy. Are you gonna be in Japan for that? No, I get back a week before I timed it, so I so didn't have to. This guy has managed to plan a Japanese a long trip to Japan in mm. between, like two biggies. 
Infinity War comes out the day before you leave And then Correct. Han Solo comes out like a couple of days after you yeah. get back It's like the time I uh, emceed a wedding in Melbourne Then flew to America And when I landed had to go to another wedding in Sydney And took the suit with me Got a dry cleaned overseas Perfect That was a big move That's what they call a BBM Big baller move <laughs> That's what BBM is, right? Always BMB yeah. There's no other case to Airbnb Big move baller um, so look, without further ado, should we skip on to the yep. f- uh, the future of bold yep. font? One hundred percent agree with you. So this one's tough. I mean, I had I found it easier for the PTA ranking, and have we got like postcoital? Yeah, I've, I've ranked I've ranked uh, Isle of Dogs pretty highly. But before, I mean, do we want to talk about Isle of Dogs? Absolutely, we do. Before we do the ranking, or yeah, should we go straight we into the ranking? No, look, this is spoilers to a degree. I want to know some uh, <laughs> some some history. Of you with Wes Anderson. Cool. What was the first Wes Anderson movie you saw? Rushmore. Me too. Which Rushmore? is Rushmore. Yeah. I saw it in cinemas. Right. Wow. Yeah. Went with my friend Jack, uh, who you know, mm-hmm. Jackie Boy. Um, his parents took us, and it was around the time Bullworth came out, which for some reason I remember. Um. Yeah. I. I. I, um, <laughs> I remember both of them being out, and when we were going to I to see Rushmore, I knew there was two movies out that were just like a word, and they were made by American uh, filmmakers and were like really critically acclaimed and I thought we were going in the car on the way I thought we were seeing Bullworth well before I got it I watched it on uh, on video I always got Rushmore confused with Clifford that's so funny I can see why the covers were similar yeah, yeah yeah Clifford was a movie about like a, a kid in a big, big dog big red dog yeah <laughs> so, so almost off, exactly the same based off the books yeah I've never seen Clifford you ever read did you read Clifford I read Clifford but what was the movie like is, I don't is, know is it like a big CGI dog no I think it was pre. Uh, it was probably like super cheap CGI let's watch it let's do a commentary let's do yeah absolutely I, no, no I take that back now I would don't know why you got that confused <laughs> I was giving you the benefit of the doubt but now I realise how foolish that is Clifford movie wow when, are you sure there's a movie yeah there, there, there was a movie called Clifford and and it was like a nerdy looking dude that kind of oh looks like Oh my god, no, that's not the one about the dog. That's with Martin Short. He plays like a kid. <laughs> okay. It's the dad from Beethoven. So there's your dog. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And Mary Steinberger. What's he, the difference between Clifford and a pit bull? One will tear your heart out, scare your friends, wreck your home. The other one is a dog. It just looks like a you mean Dupree situation. I but, think it's like. But a, there, there is a dog, right? Well, I guess so. What's the synopsis? When his young brother asks him to no, when his brother looks asks him to look after his young son. Clifford, Martin Short, All right. Martin Daniels agrees, taking the boy in. Fuck, so Martin Short plays like a boy in it, which is weird because he's terrifying. definitely an adult. Yep. Um, it seems like one of those movies that was made like because Problem Child and stuff were big. It's like a nightmare child type of movie. Post Home Alone, those were very popular. But starring a 40-year-old man as a, as a, as a yeah, child. Yeah, which makes it kind of like, I want to watch the hell out of that. That okay. sounds amazing. Well, I, I, thought, I thought Rushmore and Clifford were the same movie before I watched it. You can see my one makes a bit more sense. No. Nah. No, I think so. <laughs> Bullworth and that. Wait, like, what's Bullworth? Bullworth is about. Yeah, I just remember the ads. Like it was one word. Like I was a wordy man. I yeah, know it doesn't even look the same. Bullworth's like a political. It's a comedy. comedy. It's like a dark comedy. Yeah, in, in which um, Warren Beatty's but in plays. It. A, but he plays a black guy, right? No. He doesn't. He like no, someone, adopts someone black pro- culture. Yeah. or something. Warren Beatty made it. But it came out the same time and it was both hella acclaimed by critics. Bullworth had, um, that's, what, that's where the song Ghetto Superstar comes yeah, from. it is. My prize and ODD, ODD. But I saw Rushmore and so did you. Yep. That was our first one. It's a good, good long way to answer that so question. So I've seen them all at cinemas post Rushmore. Yeah, I've, I've skipped one or two and waited for home video release. Loser. Fucking family man. 
Family guy. <laughs> I'm the baby. You're the dog. Oh my god, maybe yeah, you could do a family guy riff on Isle of Dogs. I'm looking forward to us doing that. Yeah, if we recorded earlier, I'd be doing it now, but I just don't have the brain cells. No, that we're drunk right here. I had one beer. In yeah, the one beer. We ate chicken. Um, so your first was okay. Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. My first was not Isle of Dogs. That was the last Wes Anderson movie I saw two Isle, hours ago. Um, Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. Like we said earlier, um, it is a uh, stop motion animation m- uh, movie. Yeah. Um, Which is I, I'm you know I'm kind of surprised he returned to stop motion after Mr. Fox. He did Moonrise Kingdom and. The Grand Budapest, which Grand Budapest has some elements of stop motion in it. Whenever there's like beautiful like shots of the, the hotel and like little chairlifts and stuff, like they're all like in camera animation. I yeah, think, yeah, which he, is great. And even uh, Life Aquatic had stop motion. Yeah, with the with octopus creatures and, the, and stuff like that. Uh, jaguar sharks and yeah. starfish and stuff. Yeah. Um, but this is a movie about all about how in, he's like <laughs> it's set in Japan in the um, future. In the future. Even though it feels like it's a, it's 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 set in like the, the it's past Wes version Japan. of the future. It's like yeah. saying Royal Tenenbaums is set in two thousand and two, and it's not. Or, like or Grand Budapest Hotel is set in Budapest. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the way. Like, it, there's a big Wes Anderson filter on this, and you know there are critics for that. But it's like if you're watching a Wes Anderson movie, you're never expecting a hyper realistic film. It's ex- like let's get that out of the way. Now. Wes Anderson films are extremely stylized, like extremely white, extremely white, <laughs> and extremely um, meticulously labored over in looking picturesque. Like everything's about how pleasant something can look and aesthetic, which are like very, people can, you know, they're, they're, they're very negative things to certain people. That's fine. I happen to like the movies. Like, yeah. And they're always about like predominantly male characters. And- yeah. He doesn't write women well. I mean, Margot Tenenbaum, perhaps there's some elements there that were made her character more than one beat. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think my favorite, my favorite, I, I, I would help if I remembered her name, but the the girl in Moonrise Kingdom is my favorite female yeah, character. Yeah, she's the best that he's done, for sure. Also, I like uh, Angelica Houston. In Ten of Bombs? In all, in she's that and in, is she in, um, she's in Darjeeling Limited Darjeeling, yeah, she's the yeah. mom they go to look yeah. for. Um, I like, I like her in that too. But, um, yeah, so the Isle of Dogs is is yeah set in uh, you know future fantasy Japan, Megasaki, uh, uh, and uh, there's a massive dog population, um, and there's a, a dog flu breaking out that they're worried is going to spread to humans. Yeah, um, and this uh, mayor Kobayashi of the town um, says all dogs must leave the mainland and they live on an island where they trash their trash. Yep. Which kind of looks like the island from Skyfall. You know, the ones where there's actually those islands, man-made islands off yeah, Japan yeah, yeah. where they like they had factories and stuff. It kind of looks like that. Um, and, so, and kind of Wally-ish in parts, I thought. So it follows um, a bunch of stray dogs who are played by um, Brian Cranston. Cranston, Eddie Norton. Edward Norton. Uh, Bob, Jeff Goldblum. Bob Balabam. Jeff Goldblum and Bill, uh, Bill Murray. They're the five kind of main stray dogs that we meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they are... Uh, Surprised by the arrival of a, a young boy, they refer to him as a young pilot. Young pilot, um, who is the nephew the, of the mayor? Yeah, the the nephew of of the, of the mayor. Who's come who's, looking for the first dog that was ever dumped there, which, which was the his. dog which the mayor made the example of the trash island dog dumping out of, which is his own dog uh, called Spots. Spots. Yeah. Atari is his name, the boy's name, and he is there to look for his dog. And what follows is, I'd say, the closest thing Wes Anderson's made to like a 
like a, a baby boomer war movie. Yep. Like with you, a, you turn to me straight away and you're like, oh my God, it's just like Saving Private Ryan. It's so true, right? Like yep. he has a photo. He's like, we've got to find this dog, the, this mythical dog who you don't really like, you know, you don't see it all at the start. It's just like, he's the MacGuffin and it's Private Ryan. Yeah. It's a band of, you know, pe- band of brothers, the dogs. Um, and the dogs are obviously all played by um, American actors. So yep. all the dogs speak English. And then the uh, Japanese characters speak um, on unsubtitled uh, Japanese. By Japanese actors. Yeah, that's right. And then Including so- Yoko Ono. That's right. Who she- plays Yoko Ono. Yeah. Uh, Yoko Ono-san, was it what it was called? Yeah, it was yeah. like assistant Yoko yep. Ono. Um, and uh, then there was, um, there's also Francis McDormand plays the role of like a translator. So yeah. a, a great deal of the Japanese dialogue is translated yeah. for look, television that we see. I think it's a, it, it's a kid's movie. Uh, the less text on screen, the better. And it's like, you know, it's a semi-surreal adventure, you it's know, a fantasy l- light version. sci-fi fantasy that I think like, you know, it, it, it look, you, it, it's definitely guilty of using Japan as wallpaper, yeah. but I think it does it in a loving way. Obviously it's not it's, our call to say whether or not it's offensive or not, but um, I, I've thought it was, it was done pretty well. Totally. It's a tribute to Japanese cinema. Um, you know, it's hard not to be a filmmaker of someone of Wes Anderson's age and not be like obsessive with the films of Akira Kurosawa. No, totally. And yeah. A bunch of other filmmakers. And I think, that era. you and know, it, the, the important thing was that the distinction between the dogs and the human characters to be speaking different languages, I think. Well, it's like I said to you, like we are the dogs, like the dogs speak to us, the audience. While yeah. the, it's kind of the reverse Lassie. What I found where the humans are talking and everyone, the yeah, dogs are like, as, what? as we all know, Lassie speaks Japanese. Ja- 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 Lassie was a spy sent from Japanese soldiers in world war two to infiltrate the lives of simple Americans. No, uh, it's like that reverse Lassie effect where the dogs speak and we don't know what the famous reverse Lassie effect. So that's the reverse where we don't understand the human characters, but the dogs do. So they relay that information to us via their conversations. And though having said that, you pretty much know what's being said the whole time. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And I like that kind of feel. I've gone to movies in other countries and I've Japanese, I've gone to Japanese films by myself in Japan with no subtitles. And you can usually know what's going on in a film. It's uh, it's acting, folks. Mm-hmm. But uh, look, we're not getting into that discussion. We are going to get into the discussion of did you like this movie, Angus? I think it is the Wes Anderson film with the most heart he's made by far. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I think for me, it was the most loving and less cynical, least cynical of his films. Like a lot of his characters are generally jaded, cynical has-beens. Mm-hmm. It's like a theme, like. Darjeeling, you've got a lot of like ex-brilliant people who happen to be brothers who are like meeting up and Royal Tenenbaums deals with that exclusively. Yeah. Rushmore, like part of, you know, Max's arc is his fall from grace. He does deal Life with a aquatic. lot of... Yeah, it's a lot of people who have fell from grace, but this was like, it's similar to Moonrise Kingdom. Like it seems like his last few movies, young people are the lead, like in the lead roles. Grand Budapest Grand as well, Budapest yeah. with Zero as a, you know, young boy. And it's another like seen through the eyes of a young boy. Where you kind of, it, I think it just makes things a bit less cynical. Yeah, totally. Um, and it was just lovely. Like literally at the end of the day, it's about a boy trying to find his dog. And that's why to me, uh, the setting is so secondary. The Everything becomes secondary to the story. One thing about Wes Anderson's movies that would normally annoy me with other filmmakers is that they are a very complete package. He very rarely leaves open ends. Yeah. You might 
have some mystery. You won't have any mystery about what characters do. The mystery comes from why they did what they you know did. The best open end chick that leaves uh, the room in um, Teen Wolf 2 and she's got a tail. You see it from under a dress and you're like, damn, she's a wolf too. I can't. What if they'll make that? They didn't, but I know what you're talking about. Open endings. Um, I watched Teen Wolf 2 before I watched Teen Wolf. How long ago? Like like Um, today? I got it as a VHS. On VHS as a birthday present when I was six from an uncle. So today. So today. Yeah, thank you. And I watched it heaps and... Because the title is so clever, it says like T O O two, much like Banjo Tooie. Yep. Just thought he was also a Team Wolf. I you didn't thought it was called it was... Um, Team Wolf Toe. Yeah, Team Wolf Toe. <laughs> thought... You're like, I'll call it a horny Team Wolf. Oh, sick! He's gonna bang at college. Even though they referenced Michael J. Fox in it and stuff, I just had no idea it was a sequel. But watched it heaps. <laughs> um, yeah, good open ending. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, Wes Anderson's movies, I feel like he, he, they're very, very meticulously plotted. Um, and, and There's so no every, Nick Fury. Everything wraps up really beautifully. I, um, I think that's and, fine. And I think this... Oh, no, yeah. It's like I was saying, like normally other filmmakers when they... Like Edgar Wright, for example. Yeah. There are so many moments where I'm like, fucking, I wish that was the ending. But yeah. it keeps going for... The, he, I agree. They always have epilogues. Yeah. Um, whereas this I think... It. This was just perfect. It, it, yeah, everything, everything wraps up in the... You know, and especially lately, like I feel like... It's a rarity now with um, franchises. Since, like, since Fantastic Mr. Fox, all of his movies have ended in these big action set pieces. Yeah. Um, Moonrise Kingdom, Grand Budapest Hotel, and now Isle of Dogs. Mm. Um, just all... Big fan of that third act structure. Yeah, really. But yeah, this yeah. action one, wasn't, it wasn't even that big action. This was like the almost quietest of his films. Uh, I would, definitely wouldn't. Uh, this had a lot of action in it. But like not much. It was usually like a few dogs fighting another dog. But it was, you know, like... It wasn't like armies of people. The, the action is like, you know, the there, 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 are other, there are other action. No, I, true. I, I was about to ruin what happens in the movie. That's you know not what? what we're doing. There's about as much action, and this isn't a diss, as like a Toy Story movie. Yes, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, like yeah. very Toy Story action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, action isn't Heaps. always guns and explosions. Action. Sometimes action is the action you made along the way. That's right. That's very true. The, the great late Wes Anderson quote. So, um, look, we're going to talk about this. Um, so, you and I turned to each other as soon as it ended and we're like, before we saw the movie, we're like, all right, I'm going to rank this. I knew I was going to like it. I didn't think I was going to like it this much. And that's coming from a guy who's like a bona fide Wes Anderson fan. I'm not going to say the word apologist. Like, if I like someone's movies, I'm not going to apologize. Like, I think his movies serve a purpose. I think there's only one movie, and we'll get to that pretty quick, I think, that... that I, I feel like I need to apologize for uh, like I, I I feel gross a bit watching. Which so one is it? We'll get to that in a little countdown. Don't worry, you have you don't have to wait very long. All right. Um, so um, look, I definitely think Isle of Dogs is like he's been on a tear lately. I think he's like doing. I think the last three movies are three of the best he's made of his career. Like, yeah, there was a bit of a lull. I think. Um, Did you say Fantastic Mr. Fox? Oh, I guess I'll find out when we talk Fantastic about Mr. it. Fantastic Mr. Fox is one of my favorites. Okay, sweet. Because that was, that was before um, that was uh, the one Moonrise before Kingdom, Moonrise. right? Yeah, yeah. I think Fantastic Mr. Fox onwards has been like some of... He's had this like second wind. I find some of the ones before Mr. Fox, I think that might be his like lull over stuff. Things are very serious, very complicated. He seemed to like... Mr. Fox, I think onwards is almost like he's taken a step back and things are a lot simpler. Yeah. Like Grand Budapest is quite a simple movie. Yeah, definitely. Same um, with Moonrise Kingdom. Like, it yeah, went yeah. for quite simple, sweeter stuff. For sure. It's like an, when you get older, I think you just, like, start getting sweeter. Um, I think... The, I was going to say that the voice cast... Um, the performances they get out of... Uh, in, in this in this movie Brian is incredible. Cranston. Brian Cranston, I hope he becomes a mainstay of Wes Anderson movies. He's hoping. I mean... Well, the Clooney didn't after Fantastic Mr. Fox and... 
Yeah, that's true. He was great in that. He's a busy um, guy, though. George. That's very true. Um, so George. And uh, elsewhere on the sound front, I really enjoyed the music. Sound. I mean, I can't think of a director other than like, besides Tarantino, who like is somebody who's known for having a great soundtrack for each film that yeah. sometimes eclipses the film itself. Um, Wes has that love for like New Britannia, like sixties. Like I don't know, there is one song that that, that that it's played twice. They keep going the back to it. It's yeah. the one that's in the trailer too. You do that rare that thing is. where they um. Is it a new? It sounds newish. No, nah, not with words. It's very twee, it, kind of foppish. I think indie it's a sixties. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a sixties song. We'll yeah. find out at some point. I'm sure um, we'll find out. There'll be a playlist. And the animation is uh, is splendid. It I, will... I think I think I would love to see him do one live action, one animation on and off and on and off. Cause I just think he, he's, this is such a step up from the animation of fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah. which I already thought was so unique and yeah, fun. It's beautiful. It's just a great adventure movie. Um, I think if I if I, if Archie was ten, I would one hundred percent. Yeah, take yeah. him to see this. There's some moments. He's got to have of, a dog, and I don't want to be cruel. And that dog's got to like be sick, and he's got to learn about the beautiful but dog died. Don't have kids, Angus. <laughs> no, a dog died when I was four, and I think it taught me a lot about grief. Yep. I was like, "Where's the dog?" And then you know, I kind of learned about things disappearing. From my my time. rabbit died when uh, I was twelve. It's a great tool. It's a real bummer. I'd, I'd gone through like got three dead pets by then. Oh, that's what rabbits get. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm sorry All for your loss. Fell out. Yeah, that's what happened to one of my dogs. Well, I was patting it. And I was patting it, and, I, and then it, oh, that's of, that's traumatic. All of Thumper's hair fell out. He had this big patch. Of, I bet you thought it was your fault yeah, as well. I really did. That's horrible. Yeah. See, Archie needs to go through this. No, loss is good. It was horrible. Learning about loss is great. My parents. One of the. It's like one of the few moments I can look back on and be like, "You guys didn't do this the right way." My, I think that my mind must. My mum used really to well. joke that it was my fault. Okay, that's amazing. That's very funny though. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then you can watch that movie. Yeah, I love dogs. I can't wait to watch this with my kids at some yeah. point. I, I I realize I always say Archie, and uh, it's for Tilly to, also. You know, I just Tilly's a little bit younger, so I don't think yeah. about watching. You know, she's further away. Well, that said, she's way more of a badass than Archie. So maybe Is she really oh, man. She she Archie has bruises on his back from when she bites him. Jesus, yeah, she's wild. a savage. She's one of the dogs. Yeah, that's right. She's um. She she's Brian Cranston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Chief. Fuck. Was he MVP for you of the movie? Yeah, he was. Yeah, a beautiful art. At one point when he's kind of a bit more prominent in the movie, I really thought this was my favorite Edward Norton performance in a long time too. Mm. I forget that um, uh, Wes Anderson brings out the quite joyful, inquisitive side of Edward Norton, whereas yeah. normally he's so serious. And serious. Tough. He, he like, I mean, the fact he's in a Boy Scout outfit for um, oh, Moonrise Kingdom, and it, but can't it, it suits it so well. Like, he's can't wait till we talk about that one. But I, I, feel, I have a feeling it won't be for a long while. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. Well, we'll talk about it more when we get to it in our rankings. I loved the use of 2D animation too whenever there was a screen. Yes. Oh, it was so clever. I loved that. Yeah. Um, I just loved I loved the setting. I loved, you know, uh, oh, it, I, it, it was so great. It was like dogs versus cats. Like it's a kid's movie. It's yeah. a movie about cat lovers not liking dogs. It's, well, it's so funny. I'll find out how much you liked it when we start ranking the movies. Yeah, like, man. Well, like I said, if I got like post-coital, like you're just like... Sometimes say stuff that you go, yeah. oh, I shouldn't have said that. Look, like, I'm I'm actually willing to be talked out of pretty much every position I've given every movie on here because I, I feel like depending on what mood I'm in, I uh, would put it higher or lower. Um, I tried not to tinge. I honestly I, don't know which with, one's with, with, well, with PT Anderson, I like... 
I think I, I noticed that all the ones that I, that I saw first, I, um, you know, Magnolia, they went away towards the end. That, no, they were like they were quite high up on my list, right? Whereas actually, not I've tried like, not to do that for this one too. I've really tried to think like, oh, uh, yeah. Well, let, actually, let, let's start at the bottom. I can't wait to see the one that you want to apologize for. Well, okay, it's at, my, it's at the bottom. My okay, least, my least favorite Wes Anderson movie. I think I might know this. Do you want to take a guess? No, I want to. I'll tell you if I'm right. Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, I, I have. You have told me that. Darjeeling Limited, I think, is uh, at the time I thought it was wonderful. Like a really, and I think I still think it is. I think wonderful. at the time I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, I've we've talked about this on the show before. Are you it including has, Hotel Chevalier? It's yeah. Short. I hate when lists put that on as a separate movie. I think yeah. that's because they they. I think this this is generally what you, what what you'll see towards the bottom end of most people's uh, Wes Anderson mm. list. It is like the utmost kind of like. Movie about privileged people. Eat, pray, love. That he's ever done. It's eat, pray, love in Futurable. Yeah, totally. That's it. I'd still find it really enjoyable. But, I think it's a great soundtrack um, as well. Yeah, I just uh, I, I hate the way Jason Schwartzman interacts with the um, what she called. He calls him calls her sweet lime. The, girl, the woman on oh, the yeah, train. That's right. I forgot about and he that. Licks it, licks it, licks his hand while they're making out, and then shoves it down her dress. Oh yeah, that's it's like the most fucking foul image. Because that's the equivalent of a so guy putting in. like a V sign to their mouth and then putting their tongue through it. Yeah. Isn't it? Of, like, like, so, I think, yeah, except you're, you're putting your, your hand on someone. There's the equivalent yeah, of yeah. that with another person. Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. It's like doing, it's as rude as that. But she doesn't invite it. She, but that, yeah, that's it. When it happens, she's not, she, there is a level of well. shock. I've it's, only yeah. seen it at the cinemas. Right. I haven't seen it again. So I, yeah, I've, I've watched that one quite a few times, actually. I think was, I, I, You're I, trying to get some moves from Jason <laughs> Sportsman. You're like, uh, slow down, uh, half speed. <laughs> let me, let me, so what is he, lick it first? <laughs> but of course, this is the movie about um, three brothers played by Jason Schwartzman, um, uh, Owen Wilson, and... Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Starts with A. Who's the third brother? Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah. Brody Quest. Um, and they uh, go on a, um, a train... Uh, yeah. like a, in in like a first class train uh through india um at the start we get like a cameo from uh bill murray yeah and his uh rule of having bill murray in all these films one thing like i agree with you this is my same ranking yep uh however i do think it one of the best things about this film which i still think looks incredible yeah oh it's a it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful looking film movie but um it is a return to a more intimate Wes anderson uh-huh. It was the path to a return. It wasn't wholly there yet, but I think it was to a smaller scale of storytelling because big critique with like Life Aquatic was it was the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie, which I actually quite liked the Life Aquatic. Mm-hmm. It was people found it like extremely unrelatable. Like to me it's almost like a Tintin. Yeah. It's like it's like, it's like Captain Haddock the movie. I like, love Life Aquatic. I do and, too. And, so this, and I was the right age. Yeah. Like I think I was twenty when it came out. 2005 or something it was like yeah. perfect I was like it looks beautiful we'll get to that we'll get to Life Aquatic but it was, this was the movie that immediately followed Life Aquatic and I do see it's like a stripped back uh, I'm going smaller again style sure about a movie about like brothers on the on a road trip there's some brilliant slapstick in this movie when the three the three brothers fighting a lot they get maced That's at right. one point which is great I can't remember a lot of it it's the one I remember least well, I think. Owen Wilson's uh his 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 head is Bandage. in bandages for the whole time. But Owen Wilson probably is the best performance in this. I'd movie. say so. Yeah, um, Angelica Houston as well. Yeah, it's great too. And like, yeah, they're, they're, look, I think it is a really really good movie. There's a there's a death in the middle of the movie of of someone that they meet uh, very very well. Mm. They don't, don't even meet this person, but it's it's someone they can't save, and that is a, a weird moment. It's a, it's in the a movie. good scene though. I think. Yeah, it's just it's it's strange that that's the moment of kind of like. 
the beginning and the road to redemption for the brothers. So yeah. it's, it's odd. Um, look, I still like this movie. I'd happily watch it again. But it's, I've got it's definitely got to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it for like eleven years. I think so. That's so your, the one I remember least. It was my least favorite. favorite one. Yeah. All right. Well, then you go next. What's your second least favorite Wes Anderson movie? Um, this sounds really good, but Royal Tenenbaums. Dude, it's the same as me. Are we gonna do the same thing again? Yeah, like, I think it's a I th- again. I think it's a great movie, but it's that the, I find Tenenbaums and Life Aquatic more bloated than his earlier films, and definitely Tenenbaums. Like you know, it's a, that cast is amazing, the art's amazing, the direction's amazing. But I just find it's out of all of the films, it's the one I relate to the least. Yeah, I just find it's very much um, substance over style over substance. Like it, you know, like. Ben Stiller's got a kid in it called Uzi. Yeah. Like, if anyone has a problem with the kid being called Atari in this, I'm just like, well, just remember he had a young Jewish kid called Uzi in, like, <laughs> in like Royal Tenenbaums. But it was a movie that's, like, looks stunning. I get it. But I just even remember seeing it as, like, a teenager. I was just like, oh, yeah, I, this is just, like, pushing aesthetic. Yeah. Well, it's it like, fine. You know, like, I like Owen Wilson's at- character, who's, like, I find him maybe the most interesting character as a kid who grew up next door to child geniuses. Mm. And then wanted to be one so bad that well, it, like, the dynamic between him and Ben Stiller is incredible. And like, yeah, I just I love that those two are in this movie, and at the time were considered. That's like, right. It was Ben con- Stiller's first and only Wes Anderson. Yeah, that's film. right. Yeah. But it's like came off the back of Zoolander and just before Starsky right. and Hutch, which, yeah. which was him and Owen Wilson, you know, doing very goofy and comedy. It stuff. was Owen getting back to his roots, who he kicked off his career with Wes Anderson. Yeah, you know? like which was great. And I, I think what's his name, Levi? I think is him, the boy that grew up next door. Yeah, and he's got that like. Fucked up art in his house of like people eating people, That's like, right. stack of porn in the corner. I just remember like so much, and he wears a cowboy outfit and reads these like horrible stories, like Custer's Revenge or something. And he just writes these weird historical fiction. Like yep. him as a character to me is fascinating, but there's, I think to me the most fascinating. There's too many characters in this movie. There are, um, and I, I thought that was so amazing when I first saw it with my dad at the cinema. Yeah. Um, I saw it with my parents as well when I was 16 That's in year real. 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rupert probably exactly the same as me. Yeah. Um, and uh, look, it, I, I, it's the one I want to go back least to watch. I think because I've seen it the most though. Yeah, um, sure. That makes sense. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe Darjeeling would be higher if I'd seen it again recently. I have seen Royal Tenenbaums much more. Maybe they would switch place. But... You know, the poster's great, the art's great. I'm just thinking about the production design's great, but it's just too much. I could never put that last just because it is... If you're going to emulate Wes Anderson, if you're you're doing a bit on Wes Anderson, if you're like a stand-up show or like Saturday Night Live, like it's the the one you ape on. And they do. People still dress up as like Margot Tenenbaum every Halloween. Every Halloween, totally. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's so... um, Bill Murray's hysterical in it. I actually dressed up as Owen Wilson from Darjeeling Limited once. Did you really? That's a good party. costume. Yeah. So, well, I dressed it, up as Jason. It was a Wes Anderson <laughs> party. My ex-girlfriend threw a Wes Anderson party. Oh, wow. So she could dress up as... Uh, um, Margot Tenenbaum. Margot Tenenbaum. Yeah. Well, I went as um, Jason Schwartzman from Darjeeling and it wasn't um, a dress-up party. No, I was just like... <laughs> and then I got arrested. <laughs> and I said, but I saw it in a movie. Um... Yeah, that was my next one. That's so funny. All right, well, I, I reckon we're going to deviate pretty pretty soon. I think uh, so. My third from the bottom, and like like I said, like I, I don't, we are going to deviate. I can tell. I don't dislike any movie on this list. Fantastic Mr. Fox is my next one on this list. Sure. Yeah, we've deviated. Um, I really really like this movie. Um, I think it is. It succumbs to quirk a lot more than Isle of Dogs does. Um, like uh, the way George Clooney always goes like. 
like yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that 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 is like well, I'm really nitpicking when it comes to things that, that <laughs> you hate knock, George Clooney's click. I get it. That knock knock things down this list. I love. Um, I forgot to mention how like music plays such a big part in all these movies. Yeah, I love the, Mark Mothersborough's score. Score in yeah. uh, Royal Tenenbaums is so awesome. Yeah, the drum. There's a great bit where Ben Stiller goes mad and it's just yeah. set to a drum solo. <laughs> so fucking great. Uh, where is he again? Is he? It's just he's like coming down that the stairs right. to fight Owen Wilson. Yeah. Um, but then there's a, I, like I always got bummed when he killed Buckley the dog Ugh. And that made me hate Owen Wilson's character Which you're supposed to hate Yeah um, But the um, Is his name Levi? It is isn't it? I can't remember um, So yeah I love again no research Don't listen to this podcast if you want meticulously researched things This this comes from the heart Does Doesn't it? No brains all heart Zero brains Huge um, calms <laughs> But the I love the music in in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, yeah, me I too. love uh, the what it was like Butters and Bent and Bean or whatever the, the three bad guys. Yeah, names. Jarvis Cocker was one of them. That's think, right. No, he sings a song and yeah, he yeah. narrates a song. Yeah. Um, There's a great part in that film. Um, I'll talk about it now because I'll just say where it is on mine. When like Mr. Fox has that relationship with the wolf. Yes. And they just like point at each other. Like they just signal and there's just like mutual respect. Like I love that in that film. It's such a weird deviation. For sure. But I yeah. think, look, I think the animation's a little bit rusty, especially. I mean, um, it's 10 years older as well. Totally. But Maybe com- even older. Comparing it to Isle of Dogs, I just mm. like, I just saw that as so much more superior. Yeah. Even after just one watch. Um, I love it. The, the, the cast is great. I think for a, um, uh, for a, a Roald Dahl adaptation, like you know, it, it, it's it's pretty like beloved. That was always my favorite Roald Dahl book growing up. Yeah, um, sure. And uh, I think it definitely does the book justice. I think it's an amazing adaptation in the sense that the spirit of the book is completely there, but it just has such a nice deviation. And the character, like um, Jason Schwartzman's the cousin that comes to stay. No, remember Jason Schwartzman's the son, and then the like European cousin comes to stay, and he's right. like great at diving and like giving him a like complex. I love that. Like, that's just awesome and, like, so weird a subplot in a kid's film, but also, like, something every kid probably goes through, like, just that weird rivalry. Yeah, And definitely. his cousin, there's, like, a blonde fox. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, Christoph, I think his name is. That's yeah, right. that yeah, that yeah. whole subplot is just, like, very funny and strange. And, you know, Jason Swanson's wearing, like, a beanie on his head, like, like a balaclava with a cape and, like, being a superhero and stuff. I think that's really cute. And I remember there's that great sequence where they clean out that they do something in the supermarket. Yeah, and then there's so many yeah. there's so many great set pieces in this. Yeah, um, look, I ranked it higher than you. Okay, well, well tell me what you put in third. Mine place. was Bottle Rocket, and again, it was like, I think it's a great movie, but it's the same reason why I ranked Hard Eight so low. When I'm not being like, I'm not giving points for like, oh, but it was his first film. I think it's great, and it's all the writings on the wall for what will eventually be. It's almost like Hard Eight and Bottle Rocket have a lot in common in the sense that. They're so well known for their next films being Rushmore and Boogie Nights, like getting picked up by a bigger uh, film label, bigger for stars, sure. yeah, bigger yeah. stuff. And I find um, not at all that they're similar films, but they have that similar style about them. Um, you know, you could see the shots he was trying to do. You could see it was there, but it's like a rougher version of the Wes Anderson we love. See, almost. I like that because I feel like you actually focus way more on the story in mm. Bottle Rocket than you do some of his other movies. So I saw it after Tenenbaums, I think, because yeah. I think I saw Rushmore of that and then went back to... I, I liked it a lot, but I think 
the appeal to me was more in the other films. I'm also an enormous Luke Wilson fan, so to see him as the lead was, yeah. is really, really appealing. I think he's he does a great job he as does. lead in, in this movie. Escaping that uh, hospital at the start. Yeah, and Mr. Henry, um, which was um, yes. Sam, Sam Kahn's. And they um, always have plans. They're just always ruling up like plans. Oh, so much, everything's so an great. escape plan. Like yep. It's very... I, I do love that about it. And um, a lot of... Um, this is actually my fourth favourite, by the way. Cool. So, next time okay. I'm serving, yeah. A lot of um, soon-to-be regular... Anderson's players pop up in that film. I mean, you've got Luke and Owen. Yep. You've got uh, the little guy who like plays an assistant to um, Royal and Royal Tenenbaums. Yes, his driver. Yeah. 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 Um, maybe some others. Maybe that's it. I think that'd be it. But yeah, no, it, 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 it's a really, really good movie. Yeah. yeah and, it's and a great a really film. Really solid um, uh, story. Um, you could do, and I do, I do, I do see what you mean, and I do like seeing what we now know is like the Wes Anderson aesthetic, where that guy can make like a multi, you know, like over fifty million dollar movie, and it looks like it, where this is him on like under ten million, and is trying to do the same stuff, and that's so admirable. And who knew it would lead to like Isle of Dogs? Totally. Like, look at those two films, the furthest on the. Um, it's his least pastel movie. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's the movie that looks the most. It's the only Wes Anderson movie, actually. That really looks like when it's set, when it was filmed. Yes, definitely. Like only when it came out, it was people were comparing to Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, like it has a very. It does look like it's made in the nineties. It still Mm. has Futura font. Still, the title Bottle Rocket pops up in like huge, huge Futura font. So that's still there. The soundtrack's very Wes Anderson, uh, but it is kind of like the most contemporary of his films. Yeah, totally. Even Rushmore seems to deviate a bit with like the private school setting and the twins. Like it gets more and more comic book like. Like, I find his films maybe the same reason I'm attracted to that the, 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 t- the Tintin art and characters. They're just, like, overblown caricatures of people. Like, Captain Haddock is the, the sailor and Calculus is the professor. And they're just, like, hardcore caricatures of that. Yeah, definitely. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, these things are aimed at, like, you know, young teens and they're stuff. They're adventure movies. Even the yeah. ones that where they don't really go on an adventure, I still view as kind of adventure totally. movies. Yeah, yeah. I think... I think... I So, I think that's why I place Bottle Rocket there. And again, not a diss to Bottle Rocket, just... You know, I mean, it's third least so far. That's kind of... Well, that's these are all really, really great movies. Yeah, imagine making any of the movies we've spoken about <laughs> and still being allowed to make movies like that. Yeah. It's amazing he's been able to do it for so long. They make decent money, don't they? Or? they of course they do. Yeah. And they're usually like critical darlings, though. Of course. The ones that lulled were um, Tenenbaums, I think. That's the lowest. Whoa, but that's his like, most beloved cult one, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe... It's the one that's referenced the most when you're trying to like associate what Wes Anderson is. So my uh, my fourth favorite, fourth fourth least favorite yeah. was uh, was uh, Bottle Rocket. What was your fourth least favorite? Um, I think yeah, it's a tough one. So you haven't, you haven't, you're, you're no, I do today? have it. I'm just looking at it now because I just, I don't. They might shift with one of them, <laughs> but at the moment it's um it's it, it's well, it's between two. I'm not too sure yet. By the way, Royal Tenenbaums is uh, one of his one of his very few full fledged box office hits. Yeah, right. How um, did it rank? His disappointments are Life Aquatic and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Wow. Really. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, Royal Tenenbaums made a bank. Made a stack. Oh no, that that is high. No, it is. I, I got it. Sorry, when I was saying it was the least reviewed one, I meant um, Life Aquatic. That's his like worst reviewed one. Yep. Which for some reason I. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Black or what? Yeah, we'll get to that on my list yeah. too. Yeah, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that that's like a crazy indicator, but it's, pretty, it's a pretty, pretty good wild. indicator. Yeah, totally. Um, so, what's your fourth least favorite? Why am I going for... We skipped some. Why are we going fourth least? Oh, and a fourth least favorite. Jesus. Um, Jesus Christ. Guy. I think mine is um, Mr. Fox. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, we haven't really deviated at all. No. Just a tiny... Sorry, I was looking the other way around. <laughs> tiny little slide. Um, yeah, again, a, a, very, a very fun uh, all-ages animated movie based on a Roald Dahl book. Uh, great voice cast. Beautiful voice cast. First foray, I remember when I heard it was happening, I was like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be like a real kiddie movie. And it's not. It's still a very much a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. In fact... I so, th- Mr. Fox is so well reviewed. That's what might be his highest. Yeah, right. I think, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it might be too Wes Anderson for, 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 for the source material for me, which is why I don't put it higher See, up. See, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't love the book. I oh, was a really? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory guy. And I, when I remember, even when I read it as a kid, I was like... Gene Wilder, man, got it all wrong. There's only one man for this role, John Depp. Yuck. But no, uh, I didn't. I was not at all upset from its deviation. I was. Oh, it wasn't a deviation it. thing. It was just like all the characters were way. Too, every single character is quirky. Um, it's, it, that's life, man. That's, you, that's Wes Anderson. It's life. Yeah. Haven't you ever listened to Blur albums where they speak about how weird everyone is? Yeah. Um, so uh, what's next? On, His on highest the- rated movie is Moonrise Kingdom. And soon followed, uh, tied with Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, so, oh, wow. Fucking, oh, and Isle of Dogs is the other highest. So, the highest uh, made, like, worldwide grosses. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel made so yes, much. Yes, that's the highest. That's his, by far. Then Royal Tenenbaums, Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Darjeeling Limited, Life Aquatic, Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, and bottle rocket down the bottom. I love that you're the fucking numbers guy when it comes to movies. It's my it's, favorite thing. It's the one time you that get I'm, so I'm, account, man. I love it. I just you know, it, it, it is interesting when you're talking when you're talking about them all. Together. Oh, you know what we should do? Let's go back quickly and name the best character from each film that we love. Oh, that's really list. really fun. Just because like there's so many iconic characters. Um, okay, Darjeeling Limited, Owen Wilson's character, all bandaged up. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely not Adrian Brody, and it's not Schwartzman. Yeah, I think it's um. I think it's it's Owen Wilson. You could choose Bill Murray. And it was also the, like around the time time of his life where he was like 
suiciding, try, uh, suicide attempting. Just before that, yeah. Before, so it was kind yeah. of eerie. Yeah, um, so what was your next one? Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, who was yours? Uh, we didn't even mention Gene Wilder. Not Gene Wilder. No, Gene- <laughs> Fuck, we, we didn't mention <laughs> I mentioned Gene ago. Wilder. Gene Hackman, uh, Gene Hackman as Royal. Gene the only Royal. time, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I'll give this one to Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Mine might, it's tossed up between on Wilson's. Right. Or oh, also the, the, his character. the son of uh, of Bill Murray. Well, no, the boy that he's studying. He's no, studying. That, he's that's son. who my one is. Whose son is he? He's, he's, or he's just someone he's not son. He's, he's a doctor. He's like a psychiatrist, like a, some kind of, you know, upper east side New York physician or something. And he's studying his weird diseases where he doesn't know what triangles are it's like such a weird man he's it's got his own name and that's his like subject mm-hmm. i think he's my favorite and he's neil and freaks and geeks no not neil he's um someone in freaks and geeks he's one of the the geeks that's right yeah yeah, yeah. he's hilarious in it he's got his bucket hat it's not it's not have a chuck is it no no it's not no right. no, no. So he's one of the other he's great as well yeah yeah um so danny glove is great in it also who i think is often forgotten yes as, uh, as angelica houston angelica houston's new, new lover yeah yeah, yeah yeah she's great too um, who did you, who did you say is your favorite from Tenenbaums? Tenenbaums was um Owen Wilson's cowboy. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, so there's two Owen Wilson, two, two Wilson's. but then Dudley. Wow, wow, <laughs> um, fantastic, wow. Mr. Fox for me. Favorite character, probably Schwartzman character. Yeah, I think it's I my think favorite Schwartzman. Schwartzman's ca- oh wait, no, we're getting we'll, no, we'll get we'll into get another to one later. But yeah. Schwartzman is uh mine in that too. Is the like needy son. We're such fucking losers when it comes to this shit. That's fun. <laughs> Uh, Bottle Rocket, Owen Wilson, sorry, Luke Wilson's character, I think is like one of the great Wes Anderson characters and so fully realized for a first movie. If he's so great, what's his name? <laughs> bo- bo- Bottle. <laughs> Mr. Rocket. Bottle and his brother's uh, Rocket. Um, I'm I've, sure. not, I've not seen that movie in over a decade. Yeah. I'm gonna, look, I think by default, it's like. I couldn't tell you the name of anyone in Royal Tenenbaums except Royal. Yeah, I, you can't, Margot. You know Margot. Well, yeah, because you said it earlier. There is such a flux of like people who are now um, sixteen who are called Margot. I guarantee it. <laughs> Margot's a gross name. Sorry, uh, Margot. Ten- no, Margot's not a gross name. Eli Cash, not Levi. That's the name of um, Eli. Oh, yeah, I like Eli. Even yeah, that name's fantastic. Great, yeah, cool. um, Richie Tenenbaum. Come on, that's Luke Wilson. Margot Tenenbaum. I forget who. Okay, oh, we get it. It's your number one Wes Anderson movie. Chaz. Chaz Tenenbaum, that's... Who's that? Ben Stiller, and he has that little oh, pellet cool. in his knuckles, remember, from when his oh, dad yeah. shot him. Fucking so good. Yeah, it's all coming back, when baby. It, oh, when he takes Ben Stiller's kids to go to the cockfight. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's fucking great bit. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. That's, that's, it, that's right. I love... Pagoda's his assistant, played by Kumar Palana. He's Who, awesome. And he's in Bottle Rocket And too. he stabs him in one scene and yeah, carries yeah. him. No, remember he's like, he's telling the story they met. He stabbed him and carried him to hospital and he's yeah. been working for him ever since. <laughs> Just such a great relationship. All the weird and especially when it gets quite bombastic um, yeah. and, and, and even quite dark. That's my I mean, dark the more I speak about it, it is like his dysfunctional family movie. Yeah. Which is a, a genre unto itself, like a Home Alone or... Bigger than that, like Problem yeah, Child, Problem Child, Clifford, just even just like movies about like people coming home for the family for the holidays. I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, JTT, The Santa Claus Three, <laughs> starring Clifford, Martin Shaw, short. But it is his like dysfunctional family movie. Did you say who your favorite character from Bottle Rocket is? Um, I guess Luke Wilson. Yeah, what's his, what's his name? Aaron Wilson, Bottle. Bottle, <laughs> great. Um, did I say what the next one after that was? I said Mr. F- 
I said after Bottle Rocket, it was, it was Mr. Mr. Fox. Fox, didn't I? Did yeah. I say that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now we're up to the next lot. Next lot, so it's our... Uh, oh fucking hell! Okay, here we go. So again, here we go. <laughs> it was just hard because I love all these movies, and, and trying to rank them uh, is is really difficult. So I put the Grand Budapest Hotel next. Okay, we've got different. That's good. Um, and uh, I think it's because I've only seen it once. Yeah. Um, so I watched it yesterday. Wow. Um, and I loved it. It's really great. I think it. Um, it's I, I, like well, I just said how much I love the flourishes of dark comedy that we get in Wes Anderson's this movies. This one's full of it. I think it goes too far with one, the the head. Oh yeah, of a character that does not, not deserve to be beheaded. But it makes you hate the person who did it more. So I think there are other ways to make you hate that person besides. I think that. it's fine. It's like an um, obviously fake head. Yeah, I know. It's just yeah. It's just it's just real. It's it's they're it's, Nazis. It's yeah, true. They right. want you to hate them. It's, like they're they're, 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 they're I, the Nazi party. Yeah, it's just very it's, it's very grim. I mean, you see fingers lose. It's set in jail. That's fine. Lose yeah, it, yeah. They're Jeff Goldblum's fingers. Yeah, which um, makes them even the, the whole ordeal even sadder. Um, but uh, look, I, 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 this is a movie of, of, about a, a hotel, a man who owns the hotel, and a man who works for the man who owns the hotel. Mm. Um, and you learn so much about. See again, I don't, I don't know the names of any of the characters in this movie. Yeah, Grand. Yeah, Budapest. Hotel. <laughs> the hotel. It's like New York. You know, and you'd, Grand, the hotel Bu- is a character, Grand, yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel is the biggest character. Um, Mr. Oh, I saw it yesterday. But it's like a crazy espionage movie. Oh, actually, that said, fuck, I did remember Mr. Henry's name from Bottle of Bottle Rocket. So oh, I, yeah. Mr. Henry. I retained some character names. Uh, Mr. Gustav is uh, Ray, Ray Fiennes, who's hysterical. And Zero is the boy who goes on to play Flash Thompson in Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, Zero is my favorite character in this movie. He's great. Do that so straight great. Away. Like, again, it, it's a really, really hard role to play. And yep. you you feel every emotion. Like, he, he's essentially the straight man the entire way through. And, yeah. you know, that's Their not- relationship reminds me of um, one we've seen in earlier film Rushmore with uh, almost Bill Murray as uh, the, teacher. the teacher and him as the learner and to the point where like you even see in Grand Budapest when he's like um, Ray Fiennes is interviewing his love interest um, Agatha played by the girl's name I can never say Sarosi Ronan you know her so, mm-hmm. Sarosi I'm not Irish I'm not too sure I, I think it's Irish but you see Zero off stage. No, behind him, just being like, stop floating with us. Stop. And it's like that, both fine for the same woman, which, yep. you know, Rushmore is all about. But uh, yes, I did not rank it then. I ranked it higher. Um, we'll find out how much higher yeah. very, very soon. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love a lot about this movie and I'll talk about it more when you're Yeah, I love it. I think it, it's, I love the, the, the time jumping. I love that it's set over three eras and each era has its own film ratio. Like it jumps from one to one. Right, it, I didn't even notice that. Oh yeah, like some, it, all the stuff set in the 30s. Oh wait, a, no, I do. You know, sorry, I, I thought a, you meant like the, it's in the, the square. first, second and third acts. No, no, I don't, no I don't, it's I set like, about yeah, now, yeah, and then and the stuff that's set in the... Um, 60s where it's like Jude Law being relayed the story from an older zero mm. that's 1 to 85 to 1 and then it's in like super scope when it's set uh, now cinema scope sorry when it's set in 85 when he's like retelling the story no those two are switched around but just the way it jumps and like it's 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 so brilliant the kind of diorama-esque stuff I was speaking about where you get like the shots of the, the hotel and like the chair lifts and it's all just mechanical and like miniaturized like that's so cool um the, the, it's a the, there's a lot of tragedy in the story, especially especially the final act. Yeah, it's um, it's it's some of it's like stuff you haven't seen since like a Schindler's List or something. We're getting so, stopped on the train and asking for papers. Oh, and totally, just like oh, it does get and, quite and, and a massive shock in the story as well. 
Which one? Well, like, like you know, when you learn what happens to... Gustav. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just, yeah, massive shock. I didn't see it coming. And I, I don't think he really kind of deals them out very often in his movies. No. Um, also, um, Adrian Brody plays a great villain in it as the, the son who, won, you know, was thought God, he was left everything. God, such a great cast. Again, occasionally, like, I was thinking, I thought this was a bit like Darjeeling where it's like that core cast and then like one or two cameos. No, it was like everything. So you got Willem Dafoe as... Willem uh, Dafoe's, he's like muscle. And he's amazing. And he's proper lawyer, terrifying. He's horrifying. Yeah. Um, the lawyer... Is Jeff Goldblum? Oh, Goldblum! Yeah, Schwartzman's in it. Great as like a shitty new concierge who's working during when Jude Law is visiting. Oh, when it's totally. like empty. And uh, and of course, Bill Murray. Um, Bill Murray is another concierge yeah, who helps yeah. him out. It's yeah, it's it's his weirdest film too. Like a movie about concierges and like the the the. the yeah, the, 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 just just the, the act of the concierge and the selflessness of the concierge and how they sleep in basically a broom cupboard, but you know live in this opulent place. Like you know, he does. He always speaks about. It's interesting because his movies are always about like well-to-do people, but the leads in this are like essentially paupers with no money who live in a fancy hotel. Mister mm. Deeds, baby. <laughs> so that was where you ranked it. Mine's a little higher. Um, what did you put in your? Well, I've places? only seen it once, and so I couldn't recall it too much. But I saw it at the Sydney Film Festival a while ago. But Moonrise Kingdom, right? I know I like it more, but I don't want to stick it too high without second viewing. Sure, I remember leaving it and being like, "Oh, it's beautiful." It's a yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. Beautiful movie, beautiful coming of age film. Incredible soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Um, just you know, the the players are all there. Um, added to the mix is of course Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Is it the first time Frances McDormand was in a... Yes. Was absent? Yeah, who... Unless she, unless she was a voice in Fantastic Mr. Fox, but I, I don't think, think she was. so. It just slotted in so easily as well. Yep. Uh, Ed Norton, just absolutely, like, one of my... Probably my favorite performance by him. Yeah, and you, so. look, you described Isle of Dogs as being the movie with the most heart. I mm. think it's easily Moonrise Kingdom. Sure. Um, just because of the two uh, young leads um, and just how, like... You just root for them, and they like he hits some pretty like strange moments of of, of young love, but he, he like you know there's there's a boner. That's right. Uh, and and like they <laughs> the the two two kids kind of like ex- exploring their feelings in their underwear That's in the right. outdoors, and it never feels creepy. No, um, which I think is an incredible feat. Um, it just feels pure. It really does. It's yeah. a really, really sweet, innocent movie. It has an amazing. Climax. It looks beautiful too. It looks like a summer that you lived and you can't remember. Totally. You know, it just has a beautiful look. It's like North England, uh, New England, isn't it? It's like classic upstate. But New really, England. like ups the ante for that final act as yeah. well. It's one of those movies too. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it again. It's I might great. watch it this weekend. Man, the um, I listened to the soundtrack to Moonrise Kingdom on repeat for with a boner like, like six, in a field <laughs> yeah, for, for like six months afterwards. There's like all this um, found kids classical music, that's right. and it's narrated by a kid going like you know. That's a, right. I had the soundtrack too. He's like that's it. In, introducing each instrument. I remember and, and, that. And fuck, it works so well. That's in, how the movie opens, isn't it? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. But then there's like this the most climactic kind of like marching through the woods scene, yeah. and it's like set to this like cascade of um, fuck, orchestral. Oh, watch You watch it's going to jump up. It's going to come up on my list. Well, let let us know next next week. Maybe I will. Um it's uh She even looks like um like Mark 1 of Margot Tenenbaum. Yeah. The eyeshadow. Yeah, yeah. Um so I put um Isle of Dogs. Oh, here it is. Don't don't do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the best bit though. The I best bit that. is like later on. We'll talk about it. We, we, I would love for you to rewatch me. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I'm going to It's such a, it. such a magnificent movie. Yeah. Um, 
So I put my Isle of Dogs as my fourth favorite Wes sure. Anderson movie. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm such a Isle of Dogs fuckboy. You watch this come back to bite me in the ass somehow because mine's up higher. Wow, that's so insane. <laughs> so we did the movie we've just seen hours ago. Um, I don't know. I don't want to sound weird, but I love dogs and I love <laughs> Japan. Islands. <laughs> yeah, wherever you are. Actually, it's, I reckon anyone who listens is pretty aware that you love those two things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, as I was watching it, I was like you, I like, couldn't believe how much I loved this movie, but I feel mm-hmm. like I've... I felt the same way in a lot of his movies recently, um, just because you know there are some some early movies which I haven't haven't popped up on my list yet that I hold in such high regard mm. as movies and also like as nostalgic time capsules. And are they things well. that I, I guess you and I will? I don't know. Are they? Is it because we harbor such great feelings about that those times in our life, or is it for something else? You know. Well, I mean, for me, they were like you know, I'm I'm a lot happier now than I was when I was watching those movies for the first time. So it's not like I have nostalgia for when mm. I watched it. I think it's just for what it represented when I watched it, like it being the first movie of its kind that I saw. Mm. We'll get to also these like later, things but... that have an impact on you, even if your life isn't happier as a kid. If they were like a window into something else different, that's also the other side of it. Yeah, totally. Like, oh wow, that blew my mind. Um, it is pretty funny though. You and I have like uh, this is like the PTA show yeah, over again. Know, like really, at least our Tarantino one was kind of different. I can't even remember. I that. think it was the same. Yeah. <laughs> um. So your that was your number four, was it? Yeah, I love dogs. Cool. So um, up to number three. I thought it was. Oh, did you didn't do your number four yet? Oh, mine was Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic. Okay. Yeah, mine was Life Aquatic. Um. At the time, I, you know... Sorry, full name, please. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Zizou, yep. So, it's, you know, we, 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 we've got Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaum. This is upping the ante on everything that happened in Royal Tenenbaums, I think. Like, making it even more unrelatable to the average cinema goer as mm-hmm. like a Jacques Cousteau. Uh, who is yeah, Jacques Cousteau. Jacques Cousteau. But referencing I love Jacques Cousteau stuff. And Jacques Cousteau film. was a huge influence on a lot of Tintin stuff. And Name one character from one of his movies. No, it's a, he, it's a documentary. I, I oh, <laughs> the fish. <laughs> a shark. Earth. <laughs> the Pacific Ocean. The Galapagos. I mean, I could do this all day. Uh, to quote Captain yeah. America. <laughs> my, my favorite was Anderson. My character. favorite was Anderson movie. Um, the first Avenger. <laughs> the Yeah, and I, I still have such a warm feelings for it though. It came out at like a pretty pivotal time in my life, I think. I was twenty. Um that was a big year for me for some reason. Uh it reminds me of like a real life Tintin movie. Yep. With like, you know, even comparing the two crews, like um the Tenem sorry, the um the the team Zizu versus um like Jeff Goldblum's like, you know, super yacht team. Oh, we forgot to do go through and name our favorite characters oh. from the last three movies. Wait, because Moonrise. Well, okay, Moonrise Kingdom. Um, uh, you said yours. You said Edward Norton. Yeah, Edward Norton. But no, also the, the kid. Yeah, the boy. The boy. Yeah, he's great. The main, the main character. The, the boy. boy. And I love Bruce Willis in it too. And I love Francis McDormand. Who was yours in Grand Budapest? Zero. Zero. I said zero. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Life Aquatic. Mine is probably Jeff Goldblum by far. It's his, it's the best. Well, one. he hits a dog in it. Yeah, he but he also admits to being part gay. Yeah, no, I <laughs> think I yeah, because he's cruising in like yeah. super hot speedo voice, <laughs> which is great. My favorite might be um, Willem Dafoe because oh, he's the emotional moment of yeah, because he's playing such a what could be such a hokey one note character, no, and he's amazing. He, that depth that he brings to it, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, Noah Taylor's never popped up again in oh, a Wes I Anderson movie, which that. I think is a huge crime for Wes Anderson. Like, what a loss! Like, yeah. Noah Taylor's brilliant. Um, 
I think Willem Dafoe. I love the interns. The interns are amazing. Like, it's a great movie. The fact that, like, he's such a prick. Such a prick. But it's similar plot to... Um, similar beats, I guess, to a Royal Tenenbaums of like a prick father who's trying to reconnect with somebody who the whole point of this may or may not be his son. But I think it's, it's far superior. It's so far superior in every way yeah, from, me from too. a story point of view and me from too. a character point of view. And it's so bummed me out that this is not, this is like his least critically well yeah. received. And I also, think people were sick of it by then. I think people, it was like exhibit. It was like, hey, I heard you love Wes Anderson. So we put more Wes Anderson in your Wes Anderson movie. Like it is... To the nth degree, I think the film that's most guilty of being Wes Anderson. Like, but I think it's a lot more human than the Royal Tenenbaums. Like, it's a revenge story. It's. I think Tenenbaums is by far the most nauseating when it comes to. I think that this this, this is him doing his most outdoor out there adventure stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it's definitely it a style tint- over you know what I mean? as well. Tintin but fan, that's what I'm here for. It's I know. Like, yeah, that's what, look, it's so yeah, tintin-y. What I mean. Like those great shots of um. Oh, what's the ship called? The Belafonte. Yeah. His ship. And when you get the like diagram, when it's like cross section, you, you see everyone's parts. Absolutely. And I love perfect. that stuff. So the good. in-camera effects. And the the, the music's uniforms, great. the music. In fact, one of the, one of my favorite things about it is that Sue George, the Brazilian singer plays a member Bowie. of the crew. And he like the, so much of the score is all, is him doing covers of Bowie songs. In French. And, uh, in, in, no, he does in English though. And, and no Portuguese. Portuguese. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he uh, he can be seen in the background of sitting scenes, on the edge of the boat and stuff, just playing. performing in the background. Also, best use of an Iggy Pop song since um, Train Spotting, and kind of best film. and best use of um, a Devo song. Yes, um, gut feeling. Um, great big long intro, and best yeah. use of a Mark Mothersbrough from Devo score. That they're like how Noah Taylor composes music. Yes, that's for their for their things, and it's like becomes this massive orchestral. I think what makes it human is the son, father, son. Plot, but also the also has done the twentieth century. You can freeze like a twentieth century yes. man. Best um, score, easily the best uh, the, soundtrack on a the, the humanity. Movie. I think of him wanting to avenge his best friend, and like you know, he deals with loss a lot in in his movies. I think it is really really affecting. Uh, in, the way he plays a good jerk and like a prick who's trying to get his ear pit, like has a diamond earring because he's having a midlife crisis and the fact Adidas have made shoes. When he puts Klaus's um, boy on his shoulders at the end as he walks to receive the award. It, Which is yeah. a you know it's a homage to um, Francis Ford Coppola walking through Khan with um, Sophia on his oh, shoulder. It's so like cool. shot for shot the same. That's awesome. Because he finally premieres the movie. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's a premiere. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a great movie. What's the last song? Where are you going? Dun, dun, dun. So many good songs. We are one. Oh, maybe it's not that song. That's another. Yeah. Oh, man. There's a Hey FM idea. A favorite Wes Anderson song. Yeah, that could be fun. Good, good, little, good little companion piece of this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine's Life Aquatic. Not for any... Again, I should watch again, but it, 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 earlier it would have been number two, number it's three. It's your fourth favorite, so it's not like you're really saying anything bad yeah. about it. Who's my favorite in it? Yeah, it's definitely Klaus. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, Klaus is great in it. It's the best Willem Dafoe role, I think. I love Kate Blanchett in this movie as oh, well. Of with course, the gum, the, the gum, yeah, and yeah. the microphone. She's coming up yep. to get the interview. Yeah, she's pregnant. Yep. that's right. And the great. great like fictional animals and that she are keeps all claymation. And she's trying not to swear. That's right. Yeah, and the animals like the the crabs yeah, Henry, are glowing Henry, at night. Henry Selleck did, did the animation for that too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Remember the crabs that are all glowing at nighttime. And then they the finally beach. see the creature at the end. The, the Jaguar shark. shark and, yeah, uh, it's beautiful. And yeah. there's that Sigur Ross song plays, which is so out of character yeah, for Wes Anderson. Totally, but it yeah. suits that scene so well. Definitely. 
Beautiful moment. You I think actually, it's such you, a... You saying that just triggered me and I was like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> but no, I don't really hate it. it no, it is weird, but it is, yeah. it, it is... I think it's like... I think it was before that was such a um, household name as well. Don't my cigarettes. It sounds better than cigarettes. <laughs> so, that's my fourth favorite. Um, Who so is your favorite in it? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. But probably Willem Dafoe too. He hits a dog, man. The movie I saw tonight makes me just say, I cannot like that, man. <laughs> Down boy, it's so funny. Is it Cody? Is the name of the dog? Yeah, yeah. And he, he, rolls, yeah. he goes, "Come over here." He like brings it to him and slaps it, doesn't he? Yeah, like, yeah. With a with a rolled up newspaper. Whose dog is it? I can't remember. It's Zizu's dog, isn't it? It's like oh, it's from their crew. Team Zizu. I don't know. Me and my father and another family friend went as Team Zizu to a party. It's a very easy costume. It's so easy. No, do you know how hard it was to find like a red beanie? Pretty hard. Without like a yeah, it was actually quite hard. Okay. Plain red beanie. Um, so number three for me is Moonrise Kingdom. Sure, we spoke about it earlier. Um, yeah. It's just an extremely fun adventure movie with a lot of heart. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really, really hard to portray children. Sam, Sam is the lead. Sam, yeah, I think Sam and it's Sam an, and Susie, just two great characters, and um, yeah. there, there are moments of just pure joy when they're like dancing in the woods together. That I feel like. Can I they have a late have just... entry for best character as well? What is it? Bob Balaban's narrator. Oh, such a good narrator. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And what about Alec Baldwin as like, the, the Tenenbaums? Oh, yeah. Tenenbaums narrator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great use of narration. He was a great narrator in, great uh, narrator. in uh, Isle of Dogs. Yeah, we, yeah. We're not nice familiar return. with the actor at all, but it was, mm. he did a great job. Mm. Um, yeah, Moonrise Kingdom, just excellent. I mean, and again, it's funny how much music plays such a big role in, you know, in all these movies, but especially my top, my top three. Um, I have to say, like, Isle of Dogs like not let down in terms of music department, but certainly nowhere near as memorable as uh, the others in my top sure. top movies. Maybe it'll come to uh, be as memorable. Mm. There's like one song in it. Yeah. A lot of it uses, uh, it's a lot of its score and yeah. a lot of like Japanese music, yeah. traditional music, traditional it's, sounding music. It's cool. It's good stuff. It's, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Memorize King is my number three. What's yours, Angus? My Grand Budapest. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty high and then rewatching it was just sort of like reassured that I think it was like that Moonrise and that back to back was just like Wes Anderson's now making the best movies of his career where he's balancing heart with the aesthetic. I think he's learned to do that a lot more. Whereas those ones we're talking about around Life Aquatic and Royal Tenenbaums era and Darjeeling just wasn't balancing it as enough. Maybe it was too heavy on one side or the other. Right. The the side being aesthetic, I think. Sure. Whereas I think Grand Budapest, having said that, it sounds foolish because that is the most aesthetically aesthetic. Yeah, I, I West think, I think film. this is definitely like heading into like going as like you know it's the, it's it, it's it's pretty high on the pastelometer. Yeah. Um. Or not quite to the actually probably more so than Tenenbaums, but I just think it's a it does it with a bit more style. Yeah. Um, it's a it, there's a reason for it I find, and it's because it's set in a fancy hotel. Yep. And from uh, the thirties, so I think that's why it's to me it's it suits. And yeah, it has a big cast, but it's really just about the relationship between the two mains. Yeah, and right. I love that it's like a, that family thing where they're not family and they're both kind of. Yeah, I, I just think it's such a great movie. Um, the, the time jumping's great. The yeah, you, you, we went through reviews, but the cast is great. The setting's great. Like Wes Anderson doing like pre World War Two stuff, so interesting. Yeah, and I think it's one of the rare cases of um, like depicting an actual hero in one of his movies. Yeah. Ralph Fiennes plays def- definitely. A he's hero, great in it. Just and he's he, he, well, know, he's he might be in my top three Wes Anderson characters. Just the way he finishes most sentences with "darling" and someone 
he gets called a um the the he gets called a, a gay slur uh, yep. faggot yeah and then immediately afterwards the guy like the same guy who called uh you know uses a slur against him says like so, like accuses him of like manhandling women and he's like well which one is it darling it's yeah. like a moment ago and just he's just so funny it's so great another like his sexuality is so funny because so somebody who's such a womanizer has so many effeminate qualities and when he's in jail like a guy called like a guy who there's a great scene when zero comes into like see how he's going and he's like covered in bandages and scars and he's just like oh i beat the living shit out of somebody because you can't be a candy ass in prison he's got like the respectable of the tough guys but then you see him chatting to one of the tough guys later and he's like you know what mr gustav like you're a real straight guy and he's like now that is something i've never been accused of before darling and you're just like it's so funny he's such a funny character like he's such a weird hypocritical character he reminds me a lot of woodcock from um yes phantom thread he's like a less severe woodcock yeah yeah he's a woodcock without the, the the empire behind him yeah just oh, great not, not great finds like the last time we'd all seen him was like voldemort you know what i mean yeah, so it's great totally. to see him just do this like goofy role yeah so funny such a fun movie yeah i i, I really really recommend watching it again so um, n- now we're up the, up to the, n- the number one and number oh, harvey Keitel's great in it too he's covered in tattoos and he's playing a guy who helps break them out of prison I forgot that Kaitel's in this. Yeah, movie. I did too. He also has a great role in. He's great, uh, very similar role too. Like Almost steals the show with his like small role. It's yeah, so good. So that I mean, was my number howling. three. Wait, who was my favorite? You know, in Budapest. It's very fine. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah, pretty easy. Um, all right, so now we're up to number like two. Like you said, the, one of the closest things to a hero in a movie. Yeah, like, especially in the, the final act. Like, yeah. yeah not, normally, it's like you get like a kind of... Anti-hero. An anti-hero on a path to, to redemption, but he, you already really, really love this character, and then he, the heroic act happens, and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, Watch it again. I will. I definitely have to. Uh, so number two for me is Rushmore. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, you know, this was my the first Wes Anderson movie that I saw... And I I liked it fine, but it didn't come on. I, I it didn't become one of my favorite movies ever until I'd watched it mm. quite a few times later. After yeah. I think after I hadn't watched it again until I bought it on DVD after Life Aquatic came mm. out. Um, so that was your number. That was my number number two. Number two. We, what we, else do, do you have to add? Who's your favorite in it? Um, I've got so much to add. I was just I was waiting. Oh, to, good. Yeah, I was waiting. I think it's got my favorite score from a Wes Anderson film. My favorite soundtrack. Yep. Um, I listened to that one so much. A lot of Who on it. Um, it's it's really like classic. Yeah, like uh, a quick a, a quick one while she's away. I think it's called a people. Yep. Yeah. One of the best moments in the movie tied to that song where they're just outsmarting each other and like stealing the bike then like you know what I mean it's just yeah. when there's that great rivalry and you know now that I'm thinking about it like I, I go on it and on about baby just I, like so great I've gone on about how strong the final acts of his last few movies have been but I think Rushmore actually maybe has my favourite final act of a Wes Anderson movie which just is the outlandishness of him doing Serpico as a school play <laughs> he's got like the young boy really, playing the nun and listening in with like, the, and all the, the pyrotechnics in the background and then, yeah. like it's so fucking batshit like a great like Royal Tenenbaums is like Max grown up to me. Like when you stop being that overachieving genius, totally. but I just love seeing the years of Max being the overachiever. And, you know, I love the fact he's not a character of opulence either. He lives, his dad lives with his dad by himself. Totally. He's like a poor barber. And yeah, they yeah. Live. like, I, I really like that about his character and he's ashamed of that, which yeah. plays into the movie, which after this, you kind of lose with a lot of Wes Anderson's movies. Yes, definitely. There's, the class thing doesn't come into play. Everyone's... I maybe it felt like, maybe Wes Anderson felt like he couldn't really portray that side or something. Maybe, or maybe yeah. Maybe he just didn't want to. I don't but know, also yeah. it's unrelatable. And maybe when you get 
more and more like further zanier ideas you stop being relatable but i find rushmore super relatable and um just amazing performances all around brian cox is amazing in it who's he play the um principal of the school oh yeah 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 that's phenomenal so it's a a whole if you haven't seen it before it's about a rivalry well a friendly it starts as a friendly rivalry between uh, a teacher and an overachieving student teachers played by um bill murray Um, no the teachers um he's the father of the school Oh wait, what? The teacher's um, I can't Olivia remember Williams. Oh yeah, you're right. It's a female teacher, and Max is in love with her, and then he is as well. Bill Murray. They both vie for her attention. He's the father of twins, the shitty redhead twins. Oh my god, you're so right. Yeah, of course. And it's, yeah, sorry. And yep. they compete for the love of her, and then Max is like upset when he sees that she's hanging out with him, and but he also takes Max under his wing as like a. Oh, my son's a shit. Like he even says, like I'm I a hate turkey. My sons. I just completely forgot what. Yeah, what it's like a huge romance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, yeah. I knew it was a romance. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, could, I, I couldn't remember what what yeah. role he will played in the. Uh, and he's just so ambitious. Remember, he's the late, like it is this, the, the 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 glow up from this from Bottle Rocket. Like it is so as like Wes Anderson like opening scene showing who he is with him standing in front of all the clubs. All that the he's different the extracurricular of. activities. And just yeah. like the shots of him with the like beret riding a um go kart. Like you watch that and you're like. Oh, that looks like something out of a Beatles movie. Like yeah. it's all he owes so much to um new wave like British cinema as well. Like especially this film more than any, I think. It's so new wave England. And uh his like, best his best friend who Who's his best friend again? Um he's oh, the little guy, Dirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Dirk, he's yeah. the guy who's got being the nun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's so funny. So in adorable it. in it. Yeah. And like and there's some really like heartbreaking kind of arguments. Like bullying that scenes happen. and yeah, stuff yeah, are really heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a brilliant movie. Uh, yeah, I love that film. I think it's um, it's yeah. It was again. I saw it at the cinemas when I thought I was going to see Bullworth, <laughs> but it came. I I thought it was great at the time as a thirteen or twelve year old. Mm. Like I knew it was a good movie. Yeah, I was twelve. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I would have seen it at a sleepover. Um, mm. in in high school. I was like, I know it's good, and then I saw it again later as like a fifteen year old, which. You know, 12 to 15, like, they're, like, worlds apart, those three years. You know what I mean? Like, yep. the, And I remember just going, oh, I get it now. I understand why. And I had the Criterion. I had the Criterion collection of all of the movies up until Mr. Fox. I still do <laughs> on DVD. Amazing. And uh, this was great. It came with, like, a hand-drawn map by Wes Anderson or watercolor painted of, like, the school and stuff. So gorgeous. good. Have you seen all the art for his Criterion stuff? Um, like, bits and pieces. But It's beautiful. The covers are just, like, so much nicer. Yeah, some of the covers are yeah. incredible. Yeah. They're like the, well, his, his films, if there ever was a director that made movies for Criterion Collections. Oh, the Criterion Correction solely exists for, like, yeah. Wes Anderson films. They bleed yeah. for Wes Anderson films. But, yeah, I think, like, it's the, the, the play at the end, the final play, is just, it's just so over-the-top and ridiculous. And one of my, one of my favourite things that ever, like, you know, that, 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 that Wes Anderson's ever shot... I love you know a, a, a story within a story, so a play within a movie. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's the it's good stuff. It's so good. Yeah, Man, that's, that's just, my number two. So, what's your number two? Angus? My number two is Isle of Dogs, which might change. I know I've got that post-coital cigarette um, dangling from my mouth as I'm lying back here, going, "Man, I might tell this girl I want to marry her because <laughs> everything's so good." But. Um, you know, I went along and didn't know what to expect. I was extremely excited from when this film was announced, like this time last year with the trailer and voice cast and stuff. It seems like we've known about it for a long time. Maybe the trailer came out towards the end of last year, but I just remember being extremely excited for all the reasons we discussed. It's setting, it's subplot. And I just think it's seriously the most human of his films that I've seen in a long time. Um, it's just that it is about undevotional love. And I know Moonrise is also about that. Yeah. 
Uh, it's about something, sorry, unbreakable, like unbreakable, devotional yeah, yeah, love. Yeah. And this is just, to me, hits me a bit more because it's the boy and his dog. And mm-hmm. that just like, even thinking about that's about to make me well up. Like that <laughs> is just like unconditional, beautiful love. And it's it's a great war movie. We've all seen like the guns of Navarone and stuff. It's It's just like that. It's just like a team of dogs and they've all got their like characteristics, you know, and teaming up and it's it's like when the enemy falls behind enemy lines but they look after the enemy and take it somewhere it's saving private ryan you know mm-hmm. here's a photo of my dog i want to yeah, find yeah. it i thought the use of like oh everything like we we went into it with yours but i, I just thought it was great some of the best action sequences mm-hmm. some of the funniest moments too like him on oh, the slide we, like walking up and sliding down through it man it was, yeah it just was... Such funny lines. It um, is great being going to his premieres and being the loudest people. In this yeah, movie. you and I were definitely the loudest in this movie. Um, very awe moments too. Like obviously, like oh, like very cute dog moments. Yeah, Dora, we weren't saying that very loudly in this. No, uh, it was it was beautiful and it got a ovation. Like uh, everyone was clapping after it. Love love clapping at the end of the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that for a while at one of the previews, but I think it's number two. I think it's like. I couldn't change anything about it. I wouldn't remove anything from it. Mm-hmm. I find every scene served a purpose. Yep. Like even those great scenes where they're in the grass and you see like the thing running and that's oh. just straight out of a war movie. Yeah, like you're great. just like going, oh, it's a, it's a war film. Oh, and I love Scarlett Johansson's character. She was great. Not Meg. One of the best women characters he's made. Yeah. Seriously. Dog. Yeah. She was really, really great. The great um, Harvey Keitel's character steals the scene. <gasps> oh. Just so great. And just, yeah. you know, we are the dogs we're on their level and we're hearing their story and it's 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 a great story it's it's just man even the drumming at the start so cool the opening yeah, it's credits like, like fuck yeah, it's so great good. i really want to see it again yeah i definitely will. and see if it still has that same effect but i know right now like it is probably outlandishly high people <laughs> might hate me for putting out there people might think less of me they might think i'm a bad guy bring it on they might think i'm a racist man i'm neither of those things i just think it's a really good film racist well there's some claims flying. not about me about the film <laughs> I think it's a it's a great ode to a boy and his dog, and having you know one of my favorite pieces of fiction and art uh, ever is like the Adventures of Tintin. This to me was so up. Wes doing that again, a la Life Aquatic. Yeah, like little ships flying across that he builds, like that's straight out of a Tintin thing. And yeah, the it, it's it's great. I had a ball with it. Yeah. Number four is still very high for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Rushman was your second. Yep. <coughs> my favorite character from this was. Who was yours? From from Isle of Dogs. Dogs. Um, I Cranston? guess Cranston. Cranston or the boy for me? Yeah, oh, yeah, Akira was great. Yeah, I'm not Akira, sorry, Atari. Atari. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, so obviously your number one is Rushmore. Did yes. you work out what my number one is? Um, Bottle Rocket. No, no. Wait. <laughs> Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic. Yeah, yeah. One. No, I did. Why did I go Bottle Rocket? We already spoke about yeah. that. Um, uh, Life, yeah. Life Aquatic for me has like when I think of. Almost like it has all my favorite comedic moments. It has my favorite action scene between the when uh, when uh, pirates Steve Zissou, yeah, fights gets yeah. but gets his ship back from the pirates. That's when um, Search and Destroy comes on yep. by Iggy Pop, yep. which is fucking amazing. And the scene. interns, yeah, with the gut, like all, about all the the bloodied and like, yeah, it's just fucking yeah. great. It's raining. Um, it has my favorite soundtrack. In it has a Wes the Anderson best use of a song, I think, in a Wes Anderson movie is Zombies, The Way I Feel Inside. Oh, the a cappella so, like, song where it's. But I like, could say that about so many songs in that movie. Yeah, I put that song on many a mixtape, trying to make many a person uh, that, that, feel about that me. That soundtrack is like. Is just full of. If I ever knew, oh, would you someone do? That's brilliant. Where, that's the song. That's yeah, yeah. amazing. Where the music stops and it's just a cappella. That song is just. Oh, that That's the best use of music in a film, perhaps. Wow. What happens in that scene? Is someone shot and dying? Is Ned dying in that scene? 
possibly i mean it's just afterwards yeah it yeah, is yeah it is yeah should i try, try to yeah 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 that's just, just afterwards i feel yeah. inside my heart for you oh it's a beautiful song the zombies I'm, I'm are a crying, great band who i found via wes anderson who yeah, are like he puts, is, this will be our year is this in will be our year in um tenenbaums yeah yeah, um, and they're like uh, they were like a fourth rate Brit band that never really went anywhere. Well, but time Brit- of the season is a is a time of the season hit, masterpiece, but, but yeah. they never did anything. And again. also, um, so no one told me about her. Call uh, uh, cell. She's not there. And with the cell forty four. So they're they're a huge Martin band. Luke they're not. They're not big. No, they, they, they weren't big but they were forgotten now when these people speak about like everyday nah, people. That's like my dad's favorite band. I don't think so. Well, your dad's a muso, is he? <laughs> No, but I mean, they never get mentioned in the same sentence, unfortunately, by general music fans. Oh, well, they're, like, not, they're not like Beatles or Stones. No, though, but that's but what I mean. Like, it's a crime they're not. That's what I'm saying. They're like, you know, they're better than better known than like the Turtles who did Happy Together or something. Yeah, they had yeah. more. But they, they are not mentioned enough, I think, was okay. basically what I was saying. They're yeah. not. Like, we, we don't walk around and there's people not wearing like zombie shirts, like sure. Abbey Road. Or people don't go to... Uh, have you watched The Walking Dead? Abbey Road and walk... they got really? zombies all through that. No. So, like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no you listen to The Cranberries' biggest single? Yeah, dog. Zombie. I, do, I, I, I like Irish things. You know, I love U2, the music of the band U2 and Bono and Edge. Just together, um, yucking it up. Um, but yeah, I, Life Aquatic for me is just like when I think of a Wes Anderson movie, it's where my head goes straight to. It's, where it's got my favorite design choices, my probably my favorite cast in any of his mm. movies. And I, yeah, like I, when it came out, I just thought it was the most brilliant mm. thing I'd ever seen at that point. And it was a movie you either love or hate. Which it baffles me that people can hate it, and I guess it's just because it is quite bloated and doesn't, you know, it isn't really. That's a, what I mean. It's the most much no. Um, but I just love being taken for that ride, and it's a truly other world. It's like an alternate reality. Yeah, and we've got to know. I mean, it goes without saying, but Wes Anderson is like solely responsible for the res- like the renaissance uh, sorry the like part two almost of Bill Murray's career. Definitely, yeah. Like yeah. without Rushmore, and this is. Bill Murray's this is the, the Bill Murray his, movie. This is his, yeah, we, you know, we said I said Goldblum, you said Willem Dafoe, but this is this it is, is his, Bill Murray. It's his best, his best uh, performance in a Wes Anderson. Yeah, movie, he's phenomenal in it too. Yeah, he's a prick. He's pr- pretty much Bill Murray. He's he's so you 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 don't want him to be a prick in the other, in this one. Like you yeah. really want him to redeem himself. Yeah, you root for him. He's Captain Haddock. Yeah, and, and Jacques though, it's so good. The the death scene towards the end. Yeah, where it um it. You know, it flashes red, yep. and then you just see the 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 the, the camera is. How in does the he wall. die again? Uh, the helicopter crashes. That's right. Um, we're not. Um, we haven't really said. Who, oh, you know, you said who died? No, but it's we, also it's like a fifteen-year-old like movie. Year old Whatever. Movie. But we've got young listeners. Maybe they haven't watched all the movies we're talking about. Um, Drop a pick if you're young. But there's a brilliant. <laughs> no, wait, don't do that. There's a brilliant, uh, brilliant. Keep that pick or he's yourself. They're, they're in the water together. And um, yeah. and you don't and you like don't shaking. know if he's okay, and then suddenly the the water starts splashing up over the camera. The camera's like handheld at this point, which and, is very different for Wes Anderson. And the like camera it's so deliberate normally. The camera, the water in the camera suddenly starts turning red. Yeah, and you're like, oh fuck, no, no, no. Yeah, it's so well done that scene. And uh, oh man, Owen Wilson in that movie, the character Ned, he plays, Ned Plimpton, yeah, Ned Plimpton. Yeah, yeah, I still remember just, that. Yeah, like you know, this potentially possibly a strange son. It's fucking brilliant. And yeah. Steve-Z. Steve-Z. Yeah. Uh, there's so many brilliant moments. Yeah. It's a beautiful film. Yeah. Um, well, Rushmore was mine. I just think it's the one I can watch the most maybe. And to me, it's almost now, at the time, it certainly wasn't when it came out. But it's like the most grounded one of his films. Yeah. 
Even more so than Bottle Rocket almost. Yeah, definitely. It's not about crime. It's not about crime, yeah, yeah. which was kind of like, I guess, why it was referred to as like a in, like a um, kooky res dog. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so like, it's, it's a love triangle and it's just set in a school, like things I could relate to at that point in my life. And I still think the music in that one is my personal favorite. You've got Oh Yoko by John Lennon. You've just got stellar, stellar score. What does, what does he say to his teacher that finally crosses the line? And she's like, Max, you yeah. can't say that. Yeah, what is it? It's a, it's a really, really heavy moment. And what's, he, what's, what's the Latin thing he is? He's got like... Oh. Yeah, I, I need to rewatch it. It's been a long time between... It's been a long time for me as well, which is bad for me to be like, it's my favorite. And then I'm no, like, it's I, not. I mean, you still have that, even if, you, if, if the actual, you know, details are hazy. One of the, the best the, the songs. emotion is always real, I guess. There's that great scene where it's... Um, Bill Murray's twin's birthday and he's there and he's got the cigarette in his mouth and he's like, the music's playing. It's like, met a girl, son of yes. a And he just climbs to the top of the dining hall, just drops in the pool and doesn't get out while the cigarette's in. And then like a kid swims past some waves. Remember? It's like, to me that those are just like amazing scenes. It also has one of my favorite lines. Remember how the teacher's dating Luke Wilson, which Max hates. Yep. And he goes to dinner with them and they're at dinner. I've got, I'm trying to find the quote and this quote just popped up there. And it says, uh, I like your nurse's uniform guy. And then he says, oh, these are OR scrubs. And then he says, oh, are they? <laughs> That's <laughs> he's right. drunk. Yes. He's drunk and he's like snorting. So good. <laughs> Those lines are great. Um, I save Latin. What did you ever do with such a big line? Oh my God, yes. Remember when he goes to like the shitty public school? Yeah. With the girl from Donnie Darko? Oh, she, and she's so good. In yeah, it, yeah, so yeah, yeah. And she like actually likes him. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, he's such a prick. I save and he's Latin. just like, what I shouldn't be do? here. And he's wearing his Rushmore uniform. Remember he wears his private school? Yeah. It's, it's, um... Fuck, what does he say to her? I'm sure we'll find out again. It's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Look, uh, and, and like I said, all these movies on the list, they're all, they're all really good ones. Some of yeah. the best. Um, are you happy with your lists? Do you want to go through it from, from the top, from best to worst? For me, number one, Life Aquatic, Rushmore, Moonrise Kingdom, Isle of Dogs, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Bottle Rocket, Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Royal Tenenbaums, and Darjeeling Limited. So my number one from the top is Rushmore, Isle of Dogs, then Grand Budapest Hotel, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Bottle Rocket, Royal Tenenbaums, Darjeeling Limited. This is a real fun one. It was a great one. It has me wanting to rewatch all the movies that I yeah, had I know, seen sometime. I, know. I, you know, I had every intention of doing it, but uh, threw a birthday party over the weekend. and uh, It was a great party. Spent three days leading up to it just cooking nonstop and couldn't really watch. I, I watched some episodes of My Hero Academia while, oh, um, yeah. while using... Have you got like a V-slicer? It's like a sli- you, you use it to um, like slice vegetables. I don't have it about my parents. Yeah, so I, I, got, I have one with like a waffle um, cool. cut on it. So I was waffle cutting pickles. Sick. While watching a song with subtitles, how is and it? Like, well, you can see my fingers. I've, I've fucked, tore the fingers, yeah. my fingertips off two of my fingers. Absolute madman over here. <laughs> so um, don't watch, don't watch anime while uh, while while waffle Don't watch anime. Pickles. No, I love anime. Uh, I just watched one. I love dogs. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a great party. Yeah, it was, it was good to see you there. Yeah, it was great to be my, there. My, uh, my Archie, my son, was extremely excited to see you. Yeah, I was excited to see him. We, said, we gave each other gifts. Yeah, yeah. But he said, Belated. Didn't he see you? Because he, he was like acting as the doorman for the yeah, party. Yeah, it was great. And he, he was like um, Zero from Grand Budapest yeah. Hotel. He was your lobby boy. He saw he saw you coming coming in and then ran and got your present. It was extremely heartwarming, wasn't it? And I saw your hair and I was like, oh, cool, Angus is here. I got the present. And then I looked and you guys were already opening the presents together. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment. 
we um, kind of didn't even need you. Yeah. You were such a middleman. That's great. I love it. Me too. Um, well, Angus, this is a lot of fun. This is so good. And uh, if you would like to uh, share your, you know, your ranked, you have to rank all of them. Don't leave any out or it doesn't count. Uh, so go, go fill the gaps in whatever you haven't seen and let us know what your favorite Wes Anderson movies are. Should we do a Wes Anderson mix for the next AFM? Or for no? an AFM? Yeah, but potentially. Well, let us know. Okay, would you rather, for the next AFM, would you rather us do our favorite music from Wes Anderson movies or um, a 2008 best of? 10 years ago best or both time. and we'll just we'll, release we'll them do one later yeah yeah, yeah. i don't think the ways anderson what do you want we're gonna do both what do you want which one do you want next Let i think wes anderson's more timely okay we'll do wes anderson thanks everybody for helping we don't listen to you idiots facebook.com slash hey fan podcast is where you can go to find us on facebook but yeah. the best place for you to find us is patreon.com slash yeah. hey fan podcast for just a couple bucks a month you get access to bonus episodes our bo- our bonus episodes our facebook group um, and our Facebook chat group in which you could talk with us 24-7, baby. We do use it and um, we constantly. post in there a bunch. And if the chat's too much for you, you got the Facebook page, you yeah. know? Uh, you, if you were a privy to our chat, you would have gotten... Um, you would have muted that. Yeah, no, but uh, you, you got uh, videos of me extremely drunk singing Blink-182 and some 41 songs. It was great. On Saturday night. Mm. Uh, it was incredible. So, I don't know. How do you think we're living? Real good. Real good. Real good. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, at LevDog for me, at Chimichangus for Angus. At me. Tell me why me putting Isle of Dogs in number two is fucked. I want to hear it. No, seriously, I want to know why. Um, and uh, Angus has another podcast. It's entitled oh, yeah. Greenlight Boys. We've got, got a new episode coming out this week called, um, we, we came up with a movie called Osama Bean Dadden. He uh, becomes a dad. The old uh, Osama, he's not dead. And it's a whole lot of fun. It's a big romp. Who's your cast as Osama? Um, David Schwimmer oh, in perfect. Brownface. Great. Oh, great. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, it's a real taste of full Baron Trump is himself. So what <laughs> happens? He assassinates the president. And then as he's leaving the White House, he thought, he's like, I can't let this boy not have a dad. And then assumes the role of the president. And um, he's been dadding. And then the whole time the president watches and approves and says, you're not a bad guy after all. You've raised my son the right way. Like the ghost of the president? No, he's not dead. He's actually not dead. They, he's kidnapped, I think. Oh, he's watching right. from afar. Okay. Osama's been hanging out with Elvis and Bigfoot on a tropical island where they fake their deaths. <laughs> it's wild stuff. It's a, show, it's a podcast where people pitch us movie ideas and we bring them to life. And uh, You've got a bunch of podcasts as well. You've got Serious Issues, which just went out just then. Yeah, Serious Issues, uh, which is a Weekly comic, comic book, book podcast. Um, and then I've got uh, another one. Old raps, old raps. There's only the two. I They're monthly, the but you had another one in the in the works. That's right. Just recorded a new episode of a new podcast about indie games. It could be a monthly look at indie games with my friend John and previous guest on Hey Fam, John I'm Valenzuela. For that. It's almost a spin-off of Hey Fam. It really it? is. We talk about Hey Fam. Same with serious now. issues. That was a spin-off yeah. of Hey Fam. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's just when I don't. Am I so stubborn? I don't do certain things that you have to spin off and talk about them with someone Pretty else. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Ain't Life a Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> They're podcasts that I have not enabled to be segments. I love it. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. And as yeah. always, enjoy your pastel colored morning. Future Font Bold. Hey! Bam, 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 bam. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.